0: Hello, it is Tuesday, August 13th, and we have a banger for you! Boxing and International. Mm -hmm. Learn the story of us getting lifted in Toronto while enjoying the hell out of Canada.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) By the way,
0: some wrestling writer wrote an entire blog about me calling... Canada Canadia
1: <laughs> said that
0: I should not have the ability to broadcast on the WWE oh, network sh- because I can't even pronounce a country's name. The one word that was mispronounced early that he did not get was the word sarcasm, which I pronounced sarcasm. <laughs> yes. Which now that he wrote a blog about me saying Canadia has a whole new set of irony to it. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Today's interview is incredible. Just all you need to know is a living legend joined us. He doesn't do a lot of this, uh-huh. and he just broke down the world for us in fantastic fashion. If you don't know about him yet, you're going to love him, and if you know him, I hope we got some information out of him that you haven't heard before. Here's some information that I know you've heard before. The greatest ticket-buying app on planet Earth and the moon. The moon. The, the moon.
2: That's on me.
0: It's a geek. SeatGeek is a ticket-buying platform that scans all the other ticket-buying platforms to make sure you're getting the best value for the tickets that you buy. This past weekend, Foxy and I used them to get to the Toronto Blue Jays game against the New York Yankees. Thank you, SeatGeek. Thank you, SeatGeek. And you'll thank SeatGeek, too, because not only are they providing you with the best value, Not only are they making sure you can shop with confidence so you don't get catfish whenever you buy a ticket. The ticket you buy is the ticket you get. They're also giving you right now $10 off your first order with promo code PAT and $20 off your first order with promo code McAfee. Let's go. A little self-awareness here. If you're rich already, use PAT for $10 off. If you're not rich yet but on your way, use promo code McAfee and get $20 off your first order. They have tickets to everything. It's foosball season. Go watch a game with the family. Go watch a game with your friends. Go alone. Do whatever you need to do. Just get out there and live a little and experience something live with your friends at SeatGeek. Speaking of live, let's get to this conversation.
3: Hello. You got him. I got him.
0: Sir, you're the absolute best. You talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you, man. Pat, how are you? I'm excellent. Thank you so much for doing this. I can't thank you enough.
3: My pleasure. I this the uh, other than Bill Simmons this is the uh, now the second podcast I've been on. His was the only one I've ever been on, so that's it.
0: Holy nice. shit. I, this is incredible. I can't thank you enough. Ladies and gentlemen,
3: you teach me something here cuz I've never done an interview on this phone. Let's go.
0: <laughs> You're about to teach me a lot though, so I'm excited for this. Ladies and gentlemen joining us now is a man that burst the occupation that I'm about to dive into. If you didn't live in and or around the New York City area, you might not have known about his greatness until a 30 for 30 came out. And that's where I was introduced to this legend. The godfather of sports talk radio, the sports pope from New York City. He'll end up in every Hall of Fame that involves a microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Francesa.
3: Very nice. Thank you. I even got a cheering squad there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I
0: got a whole, I got a whole squad, man. I don't know how you and the Mad Dog used to do five hours. We can barely put together thirty minutes. So I respect. We did that.
3: five and a half every day, and then I did five and a half by myself for ten years, uh, uh, eleven years before I finally uh, decided to not do it anymore. So it was for a long. Basically, what happened was uh, the idea was. Uh, to control two time periods is really what it was. It was oh. to control drive time, but also contri- to control midday. Uh, and Dog and I hit them up for enough money where they had to have two time periods to pay us.
0: Sort of- <laughs> uh, obviously, you and Mad Dog started the sports talk radio world that we live in now. They tried to do it beforehand, it just wouldn't work until you and your electric absolutely electric personality got behind a microphone i'm diving into this world now i asked dan patrick who is also a notable sports broadcaster and daytime talk show for advice he told me always keep the show in mind and basically thank my boys and keep it moving if you had to give somebody advice that was going to go down the career path that you dominated what would it be
3: uh be informed uh you want to be entertaining and you wanna try and uh, give your audience something they don't have. Now, it's changed. When we started, Pat, we had more information than the audience did. Now the audience got every bit of information you have. So that's gone, okay? So now it's about different. It's about perspective. It's about opinion. It's about your take. So you gotta have a personality and you have to have a good take on things. What that's gonna be, the guys who are gonna break through now are the ones who have a take that is original and is entertaining. That's gonna that's gonna be what separates the next group of people who are successful at this. Because you know, there's so much out there. There's so much clutter. You know, when we started, there wasn't a lot there. We, we started sports talk radio. It had, you know, and it, and it was failing when Doug and I took over. Uh, it was actually gonna. They were almost done with it. They were at, they were bleeding money. They were losing their shirt. Now remember, if it wasn't for Imus keeping us afloat before. Uh, with regular show in the morning uh, the fan never would have made it Uh, so it took a little while for it to get going but once it did it it really took off Uh, you know so now you have a format that's saturated now you have podcasts where everybody has a podcast you can't bump into someone who doesn't have a podcast (laughs) every producer has a podcast okay if you bump into an intern I guarantee he's got a podcast everybody has a podcast so that makes it basically a world of clutter you got to cut through that. Okay. Now, you get an advantage if someone knows you, like you. You're well known, but you have to somehow cut through. And I think that's where it comes into having a good take, an original take, a personality that makes you different. Whatever it is that makes you different, whether it's attitude, whether it's perspective. That's really what it comes down to. You have to somehow cut through the clutter.
0: Okay, so you're obviously a man that I look up to. A lot of people in the world that do this daily talk show thing. Who are some people that you've noticed in the line of business that we're in well, I'm not in. I mean, I'm <laughs> going to get in. That you have what got- do you mean?
3: You're in it big now. They tell yeah. me you're doing great. You actually tell me you're one of the few people actually making any money with a podcast, so God bless you. Francesca. <laughs> I'm a lucky man. I'm a lucky because man. most people making po- who are doing podcasts are working for free.
0: Oh, a lot, by the way. A lot of people. There's a few of us that get very lucky that we get a chance to pay some folks with the advertising. Who are some people that are younger that you enjoy in the sports talk world? Anybody? Or is it kind of just such a different world now that you just... You kind of think shit of it.
3: I, I don't comment on others because it's not fair. So I, I have heard everybody. And I got to be honest. I don't listen to other people. I got I to be very honest. I don't listen to the radio. Uh, I listen to the music. I listen to, uh, sometimes I listen to financial shows or I listen to uh, political talk. I don't listen to a lot of sports talk. Uh, so, I mean, I know the young guys who have come through my show and there's a million of them who are all working now, who are all in the business. So there's a lot of them. Uh, there's some good guys out there. I'm sure there'll be some unique guys out there. There's some characters out there. Simmons is a character, okay? He's not as smart as he thinks he is, but who would be? I mean, <laughs> but, uh, but listen, it's about, like I said, you have to cut through. You got to figure out a way to make people notice, and then you got to somehow brand what you're doing because that's that's the only way you're going to make money now because there's so much out there. It's hard for people who are executives and most of them don't have a clue what's good or what's bad anyway. They really don't. They may they act like they do, but they don't. It's all guesswork. So they have to see where there's a brand, somebody that they can latch onto, And that that's what really you need, because that's what sponsors notice. And that's really what executives who are going to program these things notice. It's gonna, they're going to notice somebody who they've noticed or heard is hot. That's what they'll go by.
4: Well,
0: I'll tell you what. You've been able to ride the herd and keep the herd hot for a long time and adapt to different things. Now we're in a digital age. The Mike's On app, by the way, legendary, trailblazing. We were thinking about doing the same thing, and we actually got referred to your app on numerous occasions. The ability to adapt to a new platform and a new world. How was that whole process? And do you hate... The Back After This Twitter account, who is uh, a, a tweet, a Twitter thread, basically, of your best hits, just Listen, all day, every day.
3: There are three or four uh, full-time apps and, and full-time uh, uh, accounts on Twitter that follow me. I understand it's part of the business, so I, I actually can tell you, and you can check this with the guys who work for me, I've never referred to it. I don't I don't follow it. I don't read what's said about me. I don't follow it. First of all, I don't have time. I, I would not be able to do it. I would do it all day. All I know <laughs> is I just noticed that for whatever reason, anything I do gets attention. I mean, do <laughs> I mean like last week I said I wasn't going to Giant camp. And that was the biggest story in New York. And I was in Saratoga running my horses, and I didn't even know that they were going crazy in New York about this fact that I. reporters were chasing me down, asking me why I wasn't going to giant camp. And I wasn't going because the general manager wouldn't talk to me. So I said, I'm not going if you won't do an interview with me. So I wouldn't go. So that became the biggest story last week. So, I mean, it wasn't anything I did. I just actually said I wasn't going for the first time in 40 years. I wasn't going to giant camp. They asked me why. I said because the general manager wouldn't do an interview with me. And then that became the biggest story last week for the whole week.
0: What a legend.
3: I mean, it just, you know, listen, it's just, you know, some people just cause a firestorm. I'm one of those people for whatever reason. I didn't like, (laughs) I didn't ask people to do it. It just kind of followed me. And the digital thing, it's funny. The digital thing really started when Dog left. And it really was not something that he and I dealt with. It's something I've dealt with. And it just was. That's when Francesca Khan started. That's when all this Pope nonsense started. That's when all this other stuff started with Barstool and the T-shirts and all that and everything else. So it's really about ten years old. And a lot of that was really me, not us. I mean, the Mike and the Mad Dog life was a very different life, and it was all pre-Twitter, pre-pre-digital. Pre all that stuff. That was not part of our 20 years. Everything from that has come afterwards. That's all, all this new stuff. And it keeps changing. Like, you know, I don't have an Instagram account. My kids talk to me about what's on Instagram when we're in the car. I have two, uh, three teenagers, a boy uh, twins, boy and girl, and, and a son twelve and, and boy and girl twins fourteen. So they tell me everything. Dad, you should see what's on Instagram. You should see, Dad, you're 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 like trending here. You're doing this, <laughs> you're doing that. I don't even pay attention to it to be honest with you. You know, I might be in the swimming pool when they're doing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just the thought. There's the thought of you getting behind a microphone, saying something, the world burning down and just walking to the backyard and hopping in a pool. <laughs> is
3: that's basically suck- it <laughs> 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 on Eli tweet when they went crazy on Eli I got like about a million hits and I wasn't even on the air when it happened I had le- I did it and left
0: <laughs> <laughs> is there any moment you look back on in this incredible what 30 year three decade run of dominance in sports talk where you go that moment was awesome like that was the moment that like it's the first moment that you had maybe in this world where it seemed as if everything was much bigger than you could have ever imagined i mean you mentioned Francesicon. i watched it on the 30 for 30 there was people losing their minds for you it, it was like a people have said this about my people, listeners, it, but it was re- it was like a cult was following you around.
3: Yeah. Francesca, the first Francesca Con was really strange. I was not expecting it. Uh, I had heard about it the first year, and I didn't attend it. And they had it in <laughs> about 10 different places the first year on the same date. Then they decided to put it all in one place, and I said I would attend. And I'm figuring I'm walking in on, you know, on a Saturday on a couple of people. I walk in and there's thousands of people in there <laughs> and just going absolutely berserk. So, oh, so yeah, that 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 was an unusual day. I have to admit that one uh, was very surprising. Um, if I go back through the Mike and the Mad Dog thing, you know, for us, you got to remember, it was all new to us. Believe it or not, if I went back and showed you the critiques of Mike and America when it started, people hated it. They thought we should get split up. We shouldn't work together. We were bad together. All we did was fight. And then the first rating book came out And we were a sensation. And then everyone said, oh, they're great together. So really, it wasn't anything that we did. It was that we got results. So as soon as we got results, within nine months, we were number one by a mile. I mean, we were we were on the air that we took over a show that was in like 15th place. We went to third in the first book. We went to first in the second book. We went to first by like a mile and a half in the third book. And then it was, oh, my God, we were like royalty in New York. And that was it. It was over. It was no longer ever a question if we'd be together. It was would we be together for the rest of our lives because we were so successful. So it wasn't anything that we did on the air that caused it. It was just that we had so much success from a rating standpoint that it just became. And then everything, you know, we were the first at everything. We didn't have any competition. Uh, Every interview came to us. Every every athlete came to us. Every coach came to us. I'll give you a perfect example. We would go do a game, Knicks, Indiana, Game 7. And at 5 o'clock for a 9 o'clock game, Pat Riley would come out courtside and do a half hour with us live before Game 7. I mean, a half hour live. And he'd do that before every big game. And we would get the coaches. We would get, I mean, Friday Super Bowl, we'd get George Young or we'd get the coach on. I mean, we had offensive coordinators from the Super Bowl. I'll give you Super Bowls, but we were the only show there. We were the (laughs) only show at the Super Bowl. We had the guys on who were coaching the game on Fridays on our show. That's how long we were doing this.
0: Okay, so with that type of access early and the incredible results, the interviews are things that nobody has ever heard before. Magic is happening all over the place. You gained this incredible – conversation style where you were able to ask questions of people that other people wouldn't ask for instance and you're still doing it to this day that conversation you had with the Mets GM with since by the way they've gone 20 and 5 I believe nobody has thanked you yet from the Mets organization for the Francesa bump I didn't do
3: anything (laughs)
0: but the way the way you asked that question in the way you phrased it is, yeah. I mean, you lied to the, you lied to the fans. There, nobody's going to trust you right now. You're saying what every fan is thinking, but you still have the amount of respect level in your question to get good answers. Was there ever a question that you thought was like off the board? Because then in that 30 for 30, they had you and A-Rod in there where you're basically telling them to pack it up and leave New York, but <laughs> it was an interesting situation now because you've become friends. But was there ever an interview where you're like, oh, probably shouldn't do this, or do you just kind of let it fly and you know what people
3: want to well, hear? Well, I mean, everyone makes a big deal out of it, the one where I asked Bobby Knight when he was sitting three feet away if he had an anger issue, okay? Uh, was, and then and you said, "You said, yeah, I know everybody has a
0: temper. I just want to hear you yeah, say you had one." Yeah,
3: Well, you know, and, and that was the that was after six months before that where he hung up on me on the phone, called me, called me an ass, and hung up on me when I asked him the question. So he slammed the phone down on us. So. Uh, we had stuff like that and dog give dog credit. Dog was never afraid to ask a question ever, ever. I mean, sometimes the question was from Mars, but I mean, (laughs) uh, he was, we would just, we just asked whatever needed to be asked. That was basically it. You know, we just felt comfortable and we knew the people. The one thing we got all of a sudden was we got access to everybody. I mean, I've been doing this so long that I know the coaches when they're assistants, you know, I know them when they're young and they grow into managers. I mean, I know most of these guys long before they ever get there. I, you know, I got to be honest, I play golf with a couple of the owners. I mean, so I mean, it's like, you know, so hey. I, mean, it's, I, I mean, I don't hide that. I, I mean, I, so I know these guys very well. So, I mean, I, we argue sometimes they get mad at me sometimes. I mean, you know, there's owners will get mad at me, but. I have a pretty cordial relationship with most of the owners. I mean, I don't get along with Woody Johnson. Uh, you know, I get along very well with John Mara, as an example. Nobody, I, I think I know Jim Dolan pretty well, but nobody really gets along with him very well. <laughs> I mean, kind of, uh, and I've been out to dinner with Jim Dolan. I can tell you that. I've, I've had dinner with him. So, I mean, I can, I can admit to that. So, uh, but you know what? That just comes with the territory when you've been here this long. I mean, I've been doing this 35 years. That's a long time.
0: Have you and the GM made up for the Giants? Well, you know, uh, he won't talk
3: to me. You know, and I don't really know him that well. He just came to New York. And when he was a scout here, I didn't know him. You know, he was not big on the totem pole back in the days when that was the Parcells Giants or even the Coughlin Giants. And I was very close to both of them. I've been very close to Tom. I was very close to Bill. And I, I didn't know Gettleman. I mean, he was a scout. I didn't know him. I didn't know all the scouts. So uh, I didn't know Gettleman, and I only talked to him on the air once since he's been in New York, and then when I blasted him, he refused to come on, and all I said was, if I'm going to Giant camp, I think the Giants owe it to me to give me the decision makers, give me the coach, give me the quarterback. Give me the owner and who makes the decisions, which is John Mara, and give me the general manager. If you're not going to do that, why should I show up? So they wouldn't give me the general manager, so I said I'm not showing up.
0: Amen, by the way. I'm on your side there. I think the entire NFL should give you everybody because your conversations with people are well, incredible. Guy,
3: I'm, going there, I'm going to take my show there. I mean, listen, if I'm in my studio, they don't owe me anything. But if I'm going to do the show from their place, I'm, tra- I'm trekking out there to do the show there. Why would I go if they're not going to give me the guys who make the decisions? I mean, the fans want to hear why Gettleman did what he did. If I disagree, he can come on and defend his decisions. He's a big boy. Come on and defend why you did this. My big problem is this. Why have you had such enormous holes, especially on defense? Why spend your two biggest assets on the same position? You, you either get rid of Eli and draft a quarterback, or draft a, or, or get, don't draft a quarterback and draft a pass rusher there and keep Eli to have two quarterbacks that can't both play unless you're going to tell me that Daniel Jones is going to get 15 sacks this year. It doesn't work. <laughs>
0: By the way, he should have an answer for that too if he's a GM by the way he's done his research he'll be able to have reasoning for from-
3: what his answer is his answer is sign to save his ass so we can be here next year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, let's move on to people that do absolutely love coming on the show, unlike the Giants' current GM, which he should want to come back on the show and make right with the sports pope. That seems like that's smart business, especially if you're willing to trek all the way out there. I mean, business. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. That seems like a smart decision. Let us talk. Let me
3: to- ask you a question first. Let yeah. me ask you a question first.
0: Yes,
1: sir.
3: What's the, what's the hardest part of doing your job daily?
0: You know, I think, I think it's the energy to stay up all the time. For me. That's a
3: good one. I agree with that. That's a good one. What is yours? Now? Yeah. Not being bored. As to, you know, if you're doing it as long as I have. Make, having enough. Luckily, I like the game still. You see, if I got to the point and find, luckily for me, money's not an issue. I'm not hanging around for the money. So, thank God. So, the Congrats, point man. is, to me, um, I have to care enough to get worked up like I watch the games even when I'm on vacation I watch the games if I get to a point where I didn't watch the games I wouldn't I would never go to work Mm -hmm. because to me if you don't want to watch the games don't do what we do because you can't do it in a city in one city the fans expect you to know what's going on they expect you to go in there And when the manager screwed up, you got to be able to go in there and know why you think he screwed up, and and take him through the situation, or why you don't think he screwed up. You got to see the games, and if it's a problem for you to watch the games, then you're in the wrong line of work. That's the first thing as far as sports talk. If you don't want to watch the damn games, okay. And I on Sunday. I have a, a room with four TVs in it, and I never leave it from the first football week to the last football week. I watch every game. Anytime you want to come back, you can sit in my room. and watch all the games. I was about to I, ask I, you. I, I, I thought that 40 years ago. I still do it every Sunday.
0: I cannot wait to come there. That is going to be anytime.
3: Later. You know where I learned that? On the NFL today. I grew up on the NFL today, and I got to watch all the games during the show with Musburger, Jimmy the Greek. And I worked with those guys when I was a kid. And the bottom line is, when I lost that show on Sunday, when I wasn't there anymore, I said, "Man, I can't see all the NFL games." Well, then came the Sunday ticket, and then I had all the games in my house. So, man, on Sunday I have every game on at the same time, and I watch all the games.
0: I couldn't. Are you a, an emotional watcher? Or are you just kind of hanging out, taking things in? What's the food? What's the? F- I'm
3: not an. Uh, I'm not an emotional watcher.
0: You're just kind of hanging out, having some Unless food.
3: I- <laughs> Unless I had a bet on the game. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you son of a-, uh. <laughs> then I have a... Then my wife says, oh, now I know he's got a bet on
0: the game. <laughs> you and your wife have a beautiful relationship. It's kind of like an unwritten storyline always throughout your entire life is you and your beautiful wife catching you either eating something you shouldn't be or drinking or slipping in a drink. That is a, a massive part of your life, being a big-time family man, I'd assume.
3: Well, I mean, listen. Uh, she's a lot younger than I am, and uh, I, what I say is, I'm the boss from the time I leave the driveway till I get back in the driveway. <laughs> I mean, that's basically it. Then I'm not the boss anymore, so I, I admit that. And when I'm in the house, I, I just say, "Yes, ma'am." That's it. Oh, <laughs> smart.
0: I need to start doing more of that if
1: I
3: had to. Yeah, I asked. mean, that's that's it, otherwise it doesn't work. It it it, it doesn't. So yes, and I, I I didn't have kids until I was older, so I cherish them. So I have two boys and a girl. So yes, I. I they are very important to me. And I, like I said, I didn't have my first kid until I was 49. So uh, having three of them, uh, it was a big deal. So uh, I really uh, I get a kick out of them. I, and they're both real big sports fans, so it's kind of fun. They've enjoyed this stuff through the year. You know, I got to go to a lot of games, and, you know, different big games, stuff like that.
0: I think we lost you. We've got to call you back.
3: I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you now.
0: Okay, sorry about that. That's our fault. That's okay. Our internet's
3: no, it's m- trash over here. Um, I'll take the I'll take the blame. Go ahead. What's up? <laughs> I
0: will let you know. Your finger is covering up a little bit of the screen, and the internet's oh, gonna okay. love that.
3: Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. I got you. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> this is the first time I ever did an interview on a phone. Come on. <laughs> hey, you're
0: crushing. If it means anything, it's only getting started. It's only getting started. You're going to absolutely love that, just like you'll love Tommy John. There's a lot of underwear brands out there that claim to be big on comfort. But if that were true, then why are 75% of men and women dissatisfied with their underwear? Good
1: question. Riddle me that. Good question. Mm.
0: My hunch is that they haven't tried Tommy John, the revolutionary underwear brand that's upgraded over 1 million lives. Tommy John doesn't just claim to be the most comfortable underwear on the planet. They actually have the stats to back it up. Like, how about this number? Over seven million. That's the number of pairs of Tommy John underwear they've sold with 96% of their customers rating them with four stars or greater. That's pretty good.
5: Pretty damn good.
0: Get rid of that one star bullshit you're wearing right now.
5: (laughs) Throw (laughs) it out.
0: With Tommy John's revolutionary underwear, the legs never ride up and the waistbands never roll down. Their horizontal quick-draw fly has been proven to save men over 217 unfurling minutes a year and their feather-light air fabric guarantees zero visible panty lines for the ladies.
5: Love it. Can confirm. I've shaved like two minutes off my ear.
0: And, yeah, you have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and off your life with that fantasy football. F-
5: that was rough.
1: <laughs>
0: Video coming soon?
5: We survived, yeah. though. We're, we're still here.
0: It wasn't comfortable. But nothing is as comfortable as Tommy John Underwear. Tommy John is so sure you'll love the fit and feel that it's all backed by the best pair you'll ever wear. It's free, guarantee. That means if you don't love your first pair, you'll get a refund. Tommy John, no adjustment needed. Hurry to TommyJohn.com Pat now to get 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash Pat for 20% off. T-O-M-M-Y-J-O-H-N dot com slash P-A-T. The best pair you'll ever wear or it's free, guarantee. Go ahead and take care of the kitten caboodle today with your friends from Tommy John. Speaking of interviews on the phone, your callers and the way you interact with callers. I'm going to have this on my show. What is your mindset towards people that are calling into the show trying to be a part of the action?
3: Uh, you just hit on what is the number one asked question. Why are you so hard on the callers? And I said, you know, you, you really are disrespectful to the cause. I said, no, I'm not. I cherish my audience. I challenge my callers. They're two different people. 98% of the people never call. The 2% that call are frustrated performers. It's like you're on a stage and they walk out onto the middle of the stage and just stand there. They have to do something to make your show better. If they don't do that, you know what? They don't belong there. They're not the audience. The audience never performs. They're never on the air. The callers, I challenge them. The audience, I cherish it. It's a completely different thing. That was an incredible <laughs> Hey,
0: that was an incredible piece of advice right there. That whole stage I, thing. I can a-
3: tell you you just listen, if you're smart, you just really learn something there, because that's very true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm not the smartest guy, dropped out of college, but I, I feel like that hey, was a
3: Hey listen, you played football I know a long time without a helmet. I do know that. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Listen, your callers, why would you say, oh, you know that's a great thought thank you for calling I mean my god give me a gun I mean, (laughs) the bottom line is you want to challenge your callers if you're going to call up and come on my show if you don't say something to make it better I don't want you there you know I'm going to tell you what I really think that you're a jackass getting lost okay if you're good I'll say you're good if you're bad I'll say you're bad but you're there to perform you called up to perform you are not a regular part of the audience you are now a performer you want to be there and most of the callers call every day you know that they're all there's a regular list of callers they like to perform they call all the shows they like to get on and they know on my show if they don't come with something they're going to hear it
0: oh that's incredible (laughs) you have had some callers here in the digital age attempt to troll you uh, yes attempt to well that's
3: again that's another one of those sites that they get credit or something I think they get like green stamps so they get like uh, Amazon (laughs) points so they get something for doing that I'm not sure what they get
0: (laughs) Oh fuck! When did I never said that? Start. That's a massive thing on the internet. You probably don't even know that I never said that is one of the hottest things on Francesa Internet. Is when a caller thinks they got. The thing
3: is, you got to watch that stuff. You got to remember too that, that on those sites, if if it doesn't come out the way they want it, they can edit it too. You got to be very careful with
0: that. That is true. You can edit anything in these days. And
3: they and we have caught them editing those. So let let's be honest. We've caught them on numerous occasion editing those. So they, they, it's they're they're in the, they're in the entertainment business. They're trying to get hits and they want it to work the way they want to make it work you know yeah you know i could make 10 predictions in a row right if i make the 11th wrong it's going to lead their thing for an hour and a half mm-hmm. that's just the way it works you know
0: well and that's because Everything you do moves the needle,
3: so it's more Bingo. of a... that's the idea, which I, we know that, though, so I mean, it doesn't make any... They, they, you know, that's <laughs> the way, they, they only want to run the ones that, that you get wrong, that's the way. They don't run any of the ones you get right, you know that.
0: How do you feel about uh, this upcoming NFL season? Who's going to be some teams that you think are going to come out of the woodwork? Are you happy with what happened? Obviously not with the Giants, maybe the Jets bringing in Lev Bell. How do you feel about everybody?
3: Uh, I wouldn't have brought Bell in. I don't trust them. I think he's a bad team guy. I think he's a me guy. So I don't like selfish players. I think he's a completely selfish player. Uh, I didn't get along with Beckham. I was very hard on Beckham. Beckham and I hated each other. So I mean, that's pretty, you know everyone knows that. That's not that's not a secret. Um, <laughs> uh, I think the Jets have. Ta- I love I love Donald. I think he's really good. Uh, they they I think getting the center to come out of retirement was big. They really got to get stronger at the tackles offensively. Their defense has a chance to be really good. If the Alabama kid is good, their safeties are exceptional. They have a chance to be really good on defense. If the Alabama kid's as good as everybody says he is, I got to wait to see him. I haven't seen him yet on any real uh, situation, but they say he's really good. I think the Jets... Now I don't know what to make of Gage. See, I didn't think Gage was a bad coach in Miami. I thought he was a little weird. And then when I saw him rolling his eyes at the press conference, <laughs> I really thought he was weird.
0: Hey he's snorting smelling salts uh, right now. Gaze is out there snorting, snorting smelling salts too. He's yeah, he to-
3: weird, Gaze. I mean he really is. I saw him break off a thing before he started the game the other night. I mean, I was like, What is he doing? I mean, you know, so he's a he's an odd duck, but I don't care if he wins, who cares? So uh, but I think it's about getting a quarterback to be who he is. And I think he's really good. I liked Sam a lot. I liked him in college. Uh, They have a chance to be an eight, nine win team. I think if if things fit together, they're not ready to win big yet, but they're ready to take a step. Giants have no defense. I mean, uh, their offensive line finally is going to be better. The tight end's going to have a big year for all you rotisserie nerds. He's going <laughs> to uh, you know, have a very big or a fantasy. Rotisserie Did you say
0: know? rotisserie nerds?
3: Yeah, or fantasy, whatever you want to call that stuff. You know, that, that was the biggest mistake I ever made, Pat. You know that? What's that? That was the biggest mistake I ever made financially. I could have owned that. I could have owned that whole Genre. If I wanted to, they begged me to get involved in the beginning. They offered me everything and I wouldn't do it. We wouldn't even do it on a show. And that was the biggest financial mistake we ever made because we could have owned that stuff. I mean, they begged us to get involved in the beginning. I, I, I can't tell you how much the offers they gave us to get involved.
0: You just didn't Uh, like the thought of it or what?
3: I I just thought it was not real football. I thought, you know what? I don't care how many yards your back has. Tell me who wins the game. I just didn't care. And we, Dog and I hated it. We just never got involved. We never talked it. But I'm telling you, the offers I got were unbelievable to be involved in that thing. We would have made a fortune. Absolute fortune. That was the biggest financial mistake I ever made because it turned out to be really big. It really did. So I was dead wrong about that. Uh, I don't play it, but, I, you know, I've never played it. I've never been involved in it. I don't have a team or anything like that. I I, you know what? I care about the games. I can't watch the game that way. I want to watch the game. I just don't look at the game that way. That's all. It's just me. It's just not, I don't care if a guy gets an 80-yard run or something like that. It's, you know, I'm not worried about my guy versus that. I, I, I never looked at it like that. You like it?
0: No, I can't get into it. It takes a lot of time, too. These people are moving players, and they got flex uh, plays.
3: They call up for trades. and Somebody call me up for a trade at 1 o'clock in the morning. I kill them. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: what does the next five years look like for you? What is the next? Are you going to just do this forever? The world hopes you do. What is your plan?
3: No, I, I see. Listen, I always made the comment I got to be true to it. I, I really had a belief that you shouldn't stay in these great jobs. I thought I had the best job in the world. I don't think you should stay in them till are eighty. Because if everybody stays in them till they're eighty, then what happens to the generation behind you? So I think eventually you got to get out of these good jobs and give somebody else a chance. So with that, w- before that long, I- I'll, I'll move out of the job and then I w- I'll do some content somewhere and do some stuff. But I don't see me doing the drive, you know, doing afternoon drive that that much longer. Only because I think it's time to let someone else have a chance. I've had an incredible run. You know, I'm lucky enough to be in all those Hall of Fames you already mentioned, so I I don't have to worry about that. I mean, I've already done everything I need to do. If I finish first again, what do I care? I've already finished first like 77 times. (laughs) Who's counting? You know, I, I'm, listen, Yeah, it's about 75 or 76. It's, it's close. It's close. Yeah, it's close. I do keep count. Absolutely. Hell, that's the idea. That's how I get paid. Hey, yeah, let's finish it first.
0: Hey, that's incredibly selfless of you to think about the next generation of broadcasters. That's well, very I, cool. Well, I just
3: think I've always said it, and I, I don't want to be a phony now and not do it, so I'd like to see someone else get a chance and get my job. Now, listen, if I hadn't made enough money, I'd stay, but I, I made enough money so I don't have to worry about it, and I'll do something, and I'll probably get overpaid for doing it. That's the good part. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) 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 You know, because I'm a good negotiator. Now, how about you? Didn't I see you're going to be doing games now? Aren't you going to be doing uh, color? Yeah,
0: Thursday night football, uh, college games.
3: How good is is that? I'll tell you right now. I told ESPN they missed the boat. They should have let. Here's the guy. They have the guy who's perfect. I would make Tebow the Monday night. Analyst, he'd be perfect. The nation loves him, okay. and he can't hit a curveball, so he's worthless. <laughs> a he's the nicest guy in the world, you know. Tebow, I kill Tebow. Pat, here's a true story. I kill Tebow. I kill him. I kill the Mets for putting him on a roster, taking a roster spot. I kill him. I go down to spring training within 15 minutes. He's my best friend. Yeah, happened to me too. (laughs) Yeah, I said, you know what? I feel like a fool. You're the nicest guy I ever met. My kids loved him. My daughter wanted to marry him. I mean, the guy's (laughs) the nicest guy who ever lived. It's hard not to love him. He's a great guy. He really is.
0: Because you would think somebody who's portrayed as... Literally, the son of God is what you would would think it would be (laughs) fake. But then you meet him. It's like, no, this is legitimately the guy.
3: No, I'm convinced now he is. You know, I really am. I, I think he is. You know, because he's like perfect. You don't want to vote for him for president, right? Right away. Like for life. Let him be president for life. The guy's perfect. Hey, he's, he's handsome. He's never had a cavity. He's got muscles on his muscles. And I don't think he's ever done anything wrong.
0: And he's handsome as hell. I oh, mean, he's it's...
3: great looking. He's got muscles on on top of his muscles. He's he's modest. I mean, he's the nicest guy. in a, yeah, But he can't hit a damn curve. <laughs> <laughs> The guy's hitting 40 in the minor league. <laughs> and, he, and he'd make 15 million, million being the color guy on ESPN. Put him in the job. See, Peyton Manning doesn't want that job. You know why? He doesn't want to criticize anybody. He wants to be loved. He wants to do commercials. He doesn't, he's, Peyton Manning's going to make money doing whatever he does, but he doesn't want to do that. So that's fine. Let Tebow do it. Or you. You'd be perfect doing Monday night. Just kill everybody. Just out there. <laughs> You were a punter. You didn't play anyway. So that's- easy.
0: <laughs> easy. I was just about to ask you about the Jets' kicking situation. You guys don't even have a kicker. Your kicker retired.
3: Hey, listen, it'd be nice if you brought one to the game, but they might remember that. <laughs> I wanted if Woody, to- if Woody was back, they wouldn't remember it. But if we with him in London, maybe they'll remember to bring a kick into the game.
0: <laughs> uh, I wanted to circle back with Quinn and Williams, where you talked about if he's as good as they say he is, it's going to be great for the Jets' defense. Do you enjoy that he has like an incredible personality? Do you like the personalities of the game or you just don't care about anything outside the lines?
3: I don't care about the players very much. I have <laughs> to admit, I like I find a coach is fascinating. First of all, now I, have, I can't relate to the players anymore. I mean, I could, but I was never a guy who was very interested in the players. I've had a couple of players who were friends. I've had coaches who were friends. I don't. I didn't have a lot of play. Like A Rod and I are friendly. Uh, you know, I, I felt bad for A Rod because everyone was kicking his ass. So I tried to protect him. I really felt bad for him. He's the guy who's the richest man in the world, and you know, and hit seven hundred home runs. But I felt bad for him. I really did. Uh, you know, and, and he's got more money than God, and you know, he's and, and you know, he's got everything he could want except he's sometimes dumbing in a brick in the decisions he makes. That's all. So, but you know, but I like him. I like him personally. I, I always have. I I knew him from the days he was in Seattle. hes a, I really liked him. He's a genuinely good kid. He really is. He's not a bad guy. Bernie Williams is a friend. He's been a friend for a long time. One of the great clutch players ever. That's what I liked about him. I'll give you an example. Jeter and I, if I talked to Jeter by myself for 10 minutes in my life, but he did his job, I did my job. We never had a crossword in 20 years. You know why? He was professional. He knew what he had to do. He did it. He knew what I had to do. He knew my job. I knew his job. We never had an issue. Never once.
0: Okay, you said you and Odell hated each other. How'd that start?
3: Oh, was it
5: with the net, absolutely. the kicking net? He
3: couldn't handle the criticism, and I, I banged him pretty hard. You
5: know? <laughs> you know He's a good football I mean, player. Here was
3: Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin was a great coach. Beat Bill Belichick twice in the Super Bowl. Was a great coach. He made... Tom Coughlin looked like a total fool. He made Tom Coughlin look like he didn't even know what he was doing out there. He embarrassed the hell out of him. Here was one of the great gentlemen of the game, one of the great coaches of the game, and that guy made him look like a dope. The way he, because Tom was either told not to or just felt it wasn't right to chastise him. He should have pulled him out of the game by his ear against Carolina that time.
0: Hey, Tom's doing great work down in Jacksonville. If Nick Foles can complete a couple passes, that team's going to be a good football team. All of a sudden, nobody's talking about good for Tom Coughlin. Uh, the boys here, I, my guys. How many you- guys
3: you got working on your show?
0: Okay, so we have right now, we have six guys in here with me.
3: How many have open mics during your show?
0: Well, it's kind of a, they pick and choose their times. It's not an open mic, but they, they feel as if whenever they get in, they can get in, you know?
3: Right, here's how we differ. In my show, there's only one mic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way. Mic's on. Mic's on, and no one else has a mic on. No one else. Not <laughs> anyone in the studio, not anyone in the broadcasting room. No one has a mic on except me. That's
0: it. If somebody else wants to say something, which I think your producer does say some things every once, once a in
3: a while. Yeah, raises his hands. <laughs> <laughs> that's what
6: Dan Patrick does,
3: too. Uh,
0: and do you, get, do you get mad at him if he says something you don't enjoy?
3: No, no. I wouldn't get mad, no. He just he wouldn't be there tomorrow. <laughs> 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 he works for me what he thinks he's stupid he gets <laughs> He works for me he's not going to jeopardize it
0: <laughs> just the thought of your producer having to go through all the social media platforms after you burn the world down <laughs> he and does that,
3: the- that all the time that's what he does he gets a kick out of it though man have a lot of producers most of them are broadcasters now who have been my producers? They're most almost every one of
1: them is in
0: the business. Uh, You're a great mentor, man. You've done. Well, so- I didn't do
3: anything. They went did it on their own. They just ran away from me and did it on their
0: own. <laughs> I'm sure they didn't learn shit from you over all the years. I'm sure uh, they did.
3: I, I, it may be a little rubbed off. I doubt
0: it. My guys have great questions for you, though, man. We Thanks. are such huge fans of yours over here. We're so thankful for your time. I know this isn't something you normally do, so thank stop you.
3: kissing my ass and answer questions.
0: <laughs> What's well, not my fucking questions? It's theirs. All right. I'm just trying to set it up here so we can buy some more time. Jesus.
5: Okay. Mike, a question for you. One of the biggest storylines over the weekend in the The NFL was Antonio Brown's situation with the Raiders. First it was the feet, now it's the helmet. I wanted to see if you could grace us with a take on the AB issues.
3: I wouldn't have him on my team if he was the last man breathing. Okay, <laughs> I can't stand him. I couldn't stand him in Pittsburgh, and now can he blame this on Ben Roethlisberger too? To that? Okay, that guy just shows you it doesn't matter what uniform he's wearing; he's going to be a pain in the ass. That's all there is to it. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't give him five dollars, no less fifteen million a year or whatever the hell he's making right now. Are you hey, on- I mean, forget it. He's got to learn that it's not just about talent. Talent's not enough. He's going to be home somewhere. Five years after he can't play anymore and he's going to say, boy, you know what? Did I screw up my career?
0: Oh, you think he's going to have that moment where he's sleeping on it? Yes,
3: a- absolutely. I think they all do. Where they say, boy, you know what? I should have been a great player. And you know what? I messed it up. Because you're only, and you know this, Pat, you only got a chance to be great for a very short time in the NFL. A very short time.
0: I agree. Everybody has their spans wherever they are at yep. their peak. And Antonio Brown is, so you even agree, Antonio Brown, incredible football player. It's just everything yeah, else. Great
3: talent. So's Bell. So Beckham, all three of them, though. I wouldn't have any of them near me. They're such <laughs> all selfish jerks. Not you,
0: though. You're looking out for the next generation of broadcasters. Selfless man, Mike Francesa.
3: No, no, no. Listen, I want football players that want to play. See, here's the thing. Lawrence Taylor ran all night. Lawrence Taylor, you know, was insane. But you know what? He was a great team guy. He just wanted to win the damn game, and he was going to figure out a way to win the game. That's what you want out of great players. Go on there on Sunday and figure out how to win the game the
0: locker room is such an important part of the NFL it doesn't get talked about enough being a good locker room guy good chemistry everybody getting along and it does seem as if with the egos growing in the NFL that might be fading away this next guy asking you a question has uh, a pop blood vessel in his right eyeball
3: but it, he's got a good brain we'll Mike, just keep him off air just keep him off the camera that's all okay.
6: Mike you talked about over your 35 years all the access you got and all the people that you got to interview um, is there anyone that you did not get a chance to interview that you've always wanted to speak with
3: Joe DiMaggio could not get him tried every which way could not get him to a microphone no matter what Hank Goldberg guys might know who was a big guy down in Miami who I had worked with with Jimmy the Greek when we were kids he was very close to Joe, still couldn't set it up. We even tried to get Ted Williams to set it up for us, organize, and he w- And he said, don't worry, I'll get Joe to do it. And we could never get Joe DiMaggio to... He was not one of nature's noblemen, okay, to be honest. With you. I mean, was Joe DiMaggio. He was a god as a player. He's married to Marilyn Monroe, okay? I mean, he was Joe DiMaggio, but... He just wasn't one of nature's noblemen, and uh, we could never get him to do the show, ever. I always wanted to interview Joe DiMaggio, and I would have asked him about Marilyn Monroe, and then he would have walked out anyway. (laughs) (laughs) We finally
0: have Joe DiMaggio, and see you later, Joe DiMaggio. (laughs) What a moment that would be. Oh, my God. Nature's nobleman. (laughs) What a quote right
3: there. Hey, he was just a jerk, really, to be honest with you. But you know what? Hey, he was Joe DiMaggio. He could be anything he wanted to be.
0: Now, you view that about the old school guys, but the younger guys that act in a similar fashion. No,
3: different. Joe DiMaggio played, went up to Boston with basically heel spurs where he couldn't even walk and got eight hits in a doubleheader. He was a winner. If these guys were winners, if they cared enough to go out and play, I don't care what they are off the field. I don't want them to hurt their teams, and these guys do nothing but hurt their teams.
0: You love winners.
3: That's it. I don't want guys who are team guys. I want them to go out there. I don't care if they tear the town down after the game's over. What do I care? I'm not their parents. I want them to not wreck the teams. Beckham wrecked the team when he was here. He hurt the team when he was here because there had to be two sets of rules, his, and then everyone said, well, wait a second, why? If you can't chastise him, you're not chastising me either. There's the breakdown completely of any character or any discipline on that team that kills teams. How come every year Beckham was here they lost? I'm going to say Beckham. No, not just him, but it was a breakdown. <laughs> they didn't chastise him. Same thing with Shockey. They didn't win till Shockey left. Shockey was the same way. He was a total jerk. As soon as he left, they won Super Bowls.
6: It's
0: incredible. I love everything you do. Yeah, I want to let you know, whenever you start speaking, you're one of nature's noblemen, bro. No, oh, <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm not. <laughs> but go ahead. Uh, this
2: next question is going to come from a brilliant mind, I can already tell. Uh, go ahead. Mr. Mr. Frisessa, uh, if the radio career didn't work out, what would have been like your plan B career?
3: You know what? That's a good question. Uh, my mother always said I should be a lawyer.
2: Really? Uh, that makes sense.
3: I, I, I wouldn't want to go to school anymore. If I had known Wall Street, I like to dabble in stocks now. I like to invest. If I would have realized how much fun Wall Street would have been, I would have loved Wall Street. I didn't I didn't know enough about it. I wish I knew what I knew now about Wall Street about 30 years ago. I would have loved going to Wall Street.
0: Okay. What are some financial uh, investments that I should be doing on the stocks? You day trade or is it long term?
3: Uh, a little bit of both. Uh, but investing means you keep it. You're not looking to trade it, okay? Uh, Meaning long term, meaning keep the stock. I'm going to give you a couple right now. Yeah, please. Two companies. You ready? Yep. A company called Slack, which the symbol on the big board is W O R K. Work is the symbol. Slack. The other one is a company called Zoom. Z O O M. This is—you guys should know about this. This is high-flung technology. Okay. Z M is the symbol for that one. Z M. Okay. Take those two. They're very new companies. Put them away. They will be enormous companies. Zoom and Slack. That's what I'm talking about.
0: Zoom is the recording stuff.
3: Yes yeah, Video conferencing And Slack video is that app Video conferencing is Zoom Yes We
0: use them both Yeah we yeah. use them both That's
3: smart well, You see the fact that you use them both Tells you why I think They're going to be enormous companies See
0: <laughs> we've never met before today And you knew that we use these companies That's why you I heard. didn't
3: know that you used them I have no idea But I tell you what I think They're going to be big companies That I can tell you
0: Do you give out investment advice on your show? No,
3: no, I do not. I just do it for myself. I do tweet out it once in a while. I gave people uh, the company Beyond Meat when it was 20, and it went to 200, so they like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, when Zoom and Slack do that, I'm going to send you something. No, don't
3: say, yeah, these I'm telling you to put away and let your kid have them. Zoom and Slack. Put them away for 10 years. And don't ever sell them and reinvest the dividends. Very important.
0: All right. Let me lock that one in. That's a 20-year investment.
3: All right. Thank you. Give, Give them to your kids. Put them in your kids' account. Zoom and Slack. Nice. I have
0: no kids. I, I I don't think I can, by the way. I don't know. Why? I mean,
3: How old are you? I'm
0: 32. Physically, I can. I'm talking about mentally, emotionally. Why? because you have to like care for them and like love them and i just
3: Yes I, you do. But you know what? It'll happen naturally. You don't think it'll happen and the first day you meet them, you can't take your eyes off them. Your life changes forever. You know why? First time in your life you care about something more than yourself. Oh. Hey,
0: you just went real deep right there on me. <laughs> That's I, true. I, I felt <laughs> it down there in my life, soul.
3: You, I, you know what? Marriage doesn't do that. Nothing does it. The first <laughs> time you meet them is the first time that you genuinely take a bullet for and, them. And
0: you had a baby when you were 49, your first kid, and now you have 3.
3: Uh, well, right, right, right in a row. Two and then one right afterwards. It's incredible. Hey, it was a Valentine's Day, baby. You know how it happens. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the romantic Mike Francesa taking questions from the room. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Francesa, do you have an interview that sticks out in your mind as your all-time favorite and then one that's your all-time least favorite?
3: <laughs> yeah, Don King. I couldn't get a damn word in edgewise. <laughs> I couldn't even get in. I'm telling you, you know what? <laughs> If you remember in the movie Ali, damn, Don, you used every D in a dictionary. Well, he did. I'm telling you, he, he, you couldn't get in. One was worse than him, though. You know who was worse than him? Um, I'm trying to think. There had to be one that was.
0: I'll tell you, I just saw your brain start to work right there mid sentence. was That was a pretty cool moment.
3: Yeah, well. He was one where you could, like, you were just like waiting for five minutes for just a a little bit of a crack to get a word in, but you couldn't. He just kept going on and on and on and on for like 20 minutes. You know, Jesse Jackson was the same way. I interviewed Jesse Jackson. He just went on forever. I mean, Jesse, do you remember what the question was? I don't even remember what the question was. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who's the best? We had. Sid Luckman and Otto Graham together mm-hmm. in an interview. No, oh, excuse me. Sid Luckman and Sammy Baugh together in an interview with Dog and I. We hooked them up, and we let them talk to each other. And here were these two old giants who hadn't talked in like a million years. It was unbelievable just to listen to them talk to each other, going back like 40 years ago football. It was amazing. We happened to have them on. They hooked in together, and Dog and I actually had them both on. They just talked to each other for about old football. It was unbelievable. Just that, to listen to them, those Two types, legendary guys.
0: Those types of moments happen. It really changes things. Like for instance, whenever Mad Dog called into your show after, and you guys had that moment. I mean, that's a legendary moment in your history and your existence. It was a cool thing. It was a real moment there.
3: But yeah, you know, it's funny. They didn't. Uh, that was one where I kind of broke the rule. He had left on not very good terms. And they didn't let him say goodbye. You know, in radio, they don't like you to say goodbye after you leave. They don't want you to, because they don't know what you're going to say. They think, you know, you might blast the company or anything else. And this was CBS that owned FAN at the time. So Dog agrees to leave, and they won't let him say goodbye. So he's out. And they said to me, we don't want you to put him on. And I said, okay, and then I went in and put him on. (laughs) (laughs) And and it turned out to be one of the classic hours in the history of the show, because that was the day he said goodbye, which, you know, when he started crying and the whole thing. And, you know, so it was, uh, you know, we talked about 20 years together and we hadn't gotten along that summer. We probably hadn't talked and said, you know, I can tell you this right now. This is true. Mike and the Mayor, Dog, five and a half hours every day, five days a week. We actually had periods a six-month period where we never spoke a word to each other off the air or during a commercial, and we were in the room together five and a half hours every day, and no one knew in the audience that we were fighting and we hadn't spoken in six months. Wow! <laughs>
0: it's like the epitome of professionalism. Whenever the light is on, not a
3: word. We, one of us would leave the room during every commercial break. <laughs>
0: Did you guys just alternate turns? Like, you guys just understood, like, all right, I'll leave leave this one. No,
3: I always left the room. He'd stay in the room. I'd leave the room. (laughs) (laughs) So was
0: this your decision not to talk for six months?
3: No, it was both. We weren't talking. We had plenty of time. We had a lot of fights. We we had plenty of times. As a matter of fact, that summer, uh, it's in in the documentary, my wife – put the show back together uh, if, it, if she hadn't done it it was, it was over I had decided it was leaving that summer and we she actually got the show back together which is a true story uh, in 2000 we lasted another eight years after that
0: I'll tell you what if the thought of having to speak to somebody for five and a half hours straight every single day for 30 years 20 years <laughs> Like, that's a very massive relationship that you're having with somebody. Yeah, and we
3: traveled together a lot, too. I mean, we traveled, uh, we, we did a ton of remotes, we went on a lot of trips. We traveled together a lot, we were together all the time. I mean I mean we were together all the time airports hotels here there everywhere we were together all the time I mean really we were we saw so much of each other it was unbelievable we spent 20 years together we really did people were like oh you didn't get along I said we spent 20 years together I mean it's a long time you know and then everyone's always trying to make a big deal over oh mike you know you did this first or this did happen or this or that you know you, you it, so it's always that way when you have a t- when you have a team it's always Everything isn't always equal, and when that happens, it makes it very tough. It, it really does. If you go back, Abbott and Costello didn't get along. Lewis and Martin didn't get along. Uh, Mike and the Mad Dog, we had our moments. We got along, <laughs> we get along You know, We have our moments.
0: You're together a lot. Humans are going to eventually butt heads. I mean, that's just the way yeah. it goes.
3: And look, we the two guys who made the two-man show, before us, all sports talk was all one-man show. We made – the shows that became two-man shows and three-man shows and four-man shows. And now the two guys who made it the two-man show, who created the two-man show, revolutionized the business, have been doing solo shows for 12 years apiece. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, there was two Justin Timberlakes in that NSYNC there, Mike and the Mad Dog. You're both great solo artists as well, which was the, originally your plan, right? You didn't want to be a two-man show. You wanted to be a solo show way back Badly.
3: Not only that, we always thought we were better solo, and we always did solo shows. Me, Sunday, him, Saturday, our whole lives. That's what I think made Mike and the Mad Dog the best show ever, is because we always were two solo acts. We never were a one-man gang. We never vacationed together. One of us was there when the other one wasn't there. We covered the whole year that way, and we liked to work alone. We loved to work alone. So that's why I think the show was that good, is because we were solo acts. That's awesome.
0: Uh, This next guy is the guy that introduced me to you he's really the, yeah he's been a fan his entire life and he has an impression i'm sure you've heard, he
3: from iowa actually waterloo right iowa now. yeah big yankees fan yeah I, yeah i went there i did a couple of iowa michigan games back then hayden fy wasn't a very friendly man after
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> he has an impression of you how many of impressions of you have you heard and liked
3: uh uh, none. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it then. I can't really. Yeah, know. he's not going to do, do it. Do it. Do it. I hate it, but do it anyway. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, after this, uh, we'll be back uh, with Dave Gettleman if he – decides to come on the show. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. See, I don't think I sound like that. It's true. Plus, everyone always, you know, I don't, I don't mean to say this in a bad way, but I graduated magna laude from college. It makes it sound like I don't have a brain in my head. <laughs> That's fair. No disrespect. Uh, I got an academic scholarship to college. I mean, I know it was only St. John's, but I still got an academic scholarship. uh, But the the impersonations always make it seem like I don't have a brain in my head, which really is false from the truth. Mike, my question is, at this point in your career, I'm
6: assuming you've had the opportunity to write like a big, sprawling biography or maybe have like a movie about you. Uh, Maybe not. But if that was the case, would you do it? And who would you want to play you in a movie?
3: Um, who would I want to play me? Brad Pitt, probably. (laughs) Clooney? I don't think he would, but I'd take Brad Pitt. Uh, But, uh, no, I've never, I've never done a book. I have had a couple of offers. As a matter of fact, I've been, uh, dabbling with the CIA people with a book for the last year. You know, and I've never wanted to do one, basically because I have a lot of respect for books. And I think most sports books are dreadful, okay? I mean, absolutely dreadful. And when people who are broadcasters do them, they really stink. They're usually just a book of lists. So they're really not very good. Um, uh, Feinstein writes books. That's books. He researches it. He can write. I mean, he was a terrible broadcaster, but he's a good writer. Uh, but, you know, he's a, a, a Dave Marinus is a great writer. His book on Lombardi is the best sports biography ever written. If you've never read it, when Pride Still Mattered, grab it tonight and read it. It's the best sports book ever written. Um but I, I have too much respect for books, but I, I can tell you this. I actually was in a movie recently with Adam Sandler. There's a movie coming out called Uncut Gems. It is a serious movie. It's not a comedy. It's a dark comedy and it's a scorsese produced movie done by a couple of young directors who were big fans of mine and they gave me two scenes in the movie where I play a bookmaker and Adam Sandler is in hot to me a bunch of money. And I start screaming at him in a restaurant. And they have a scene in the movie where I'm yelling at the guy in the kitchen because he doesn't know how to make it a Caesar salad. And I'm screaming to him how to make a Caesar salad uh, item by item in, in, in the movie. So I don't want to ruin the scenes, but there's <laughs> wow. two scenes in there in the movie. It comes out, I think, in October. It's called Uncut Gems. And Sandler was great. I spent off 18 hours with him doing these two scenes, and it was, pretty, it was a lot of fun. How many takes? I- I'm telling you, I hit it the first take, I swear. (laughs) 100 takes. They do so many different Uh, angles, and like uh, they'll say, that was great. And they'll come over and they'll move your wristwatch and then they'll do it again. Then they'll say, that was great. They'll come over, they'll move the salt shaker and they'll do it again. And then they'll put a camera over your head and they'll do it again. They'll put a camera under the table. and They'll do it again. And they did like 40 takes at each one. It's unbelievable. And the kitchen was like a thousand degrees and I'm <laughs> in a suit and it was unbelievable. in there. I cannot believe how hard those people work. I did two scenes and was there 14 hours.
0: Did you? Were you about sick of the retakes was there, or were you just along for the ride?
3: No, I really wanted to do it right because, like, uh, I just thought it was really challenging. I just wanted to do it because they these guys were serious about it, and I'm there with Alan Sandler, who was obviously really good at it. Uh, so I wanted to do it right, and I, I think I did a good job. We'll see, you I know. Think- but it was it's pretty funny stuff. I mean, uh, you know, I you know what I didn't like about it? They made me say "fuck" on it. I didn't want to say that in the movies, <laughs> but I did I didn't want it.
0: Hey, it sounded good coming out
3: there. though. I didn't really want to say that. I, I don't like to curse on the air. So that's one thing I don't like to do. So, uh, but uh, they, I did curse in the movie, I have to admit.
0: Did you know the Caesar salad ingredients before the movie? or you No, I
3: did not. Have, you know, I did. I know it was anchovies. We skimmed about the anchovies a lot. Right?
0: <laughs> You're incredible. Foxy. Yeah, Mike, we ask a lot of our guests this questions and I got to know who do you think's going to win
2: the Super Bowl this year?
3: I actually think, and I I think this is with my heart, but Andy's put everything into this year. I mean, if D 4 doesn't jump offside, and he did jump offside by a mile and a half. He was okay, lined up. So they, they had to call it. They had no I mean, they didn't want to call it, but they had to call it. He's offside by a—I know Andy said, you know why they called? They called it because he was offside about a country mile. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Andy has put everything into this year. He's an old guy, a friend of mine. I've known him a million years. Um, I, I just I, I want him to win, and I just think everything is right for them this year to win the Super Bowl. So I'm, I'm praying and hoping that this is their year. I really, I really think everything is right. I don't think he'll be able to keep it together the same way after this year because I think teams' windows are very short. They should have won it last year, like the Falcons. Falcons, wow. who basically if you locked their coaches at halftime in a room, they would have won the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. But, uh, you know, uh, you know. so the Falcons should have won a Super Bowl. So they're downhill since then. They're never getting it back. They had their window. It's closed. They're going down, they're downhill. They're gone. It's over. They're going straight downhill. The Chiefs, they have the window still I don't know how long the windows stay open. I always wanted Andy, because I think Andy's really a good coach. I wanted Andy to win a Super Bowl. And, you know, he's been a very good coach in this league. He's a good guy. I've liked him a long time. And I hope he wins it this year. And that's my pick. I think, they, I think everything's right for them this year to win a Super Bowl.
0: Okay, so Slack, Zoom, and the Chiefs. Three yep. investments. And the Chiefs
3: are chalky. I understand that. Uh, but I, I, I just think everything's right this year for them to win.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, man. I don't know what you're going to be doing next, but I guarantee you're going to win. You like winners, and you yourself are a winner. You started in rough in a rough area, came to prominence your own way. You've never changed, and all you do is dominate. And I can't thank you enough for your time today. You're an absolute legend, my brother.
3: I guess that means you're saying goodbye with all that good stuff, huh? All that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to see I was going out on Hey, listen,
3: this. pleasure. You know what? Uh, I, I know you do it. Really, it's in all seriousness, you know what? Uh, I wish you luck. Uh, the podcast thing has got to sort itself out I, I've been very critical of it a lot of companies ask me to get involved I haven't done a podcast uh, and you know again I think that it's going to be bigger than I thought it was uh, you're at the head of the curve there clearly you and a couple other guys so uh, congratulations what you're doing if you're making money doing it and you are good luck to you Keep it up. Don't let anybody tell you to do it differently. Do what's in your gut. Don't let some executive or somebody tell you to do it differently. Do what you believe. Do what you believe in and what you feel. Just keep doing that because it's working. So, uh, And I wish you luck. And you know what? Uh, I hope to see you on TV doing some games. And if you do, don't be afraid. Do it. Say what you really believe, not what you say on the air. Say what you believe, you know, because most guys go on there and pull their punches. That's what's wrong. Go on there and say what's what's in, what you really believe. Because That's what the fans want. When you're genuine, genuine, that's when it works. You know, Romo's been good on there. You know why? He goes on there and he says what he believes and what he sees. He's not afraid to tell people what he sees. And what he sees is, is, is working. That's why he's, he's, he's captured the imagination of everybody so quickly. Because he's unique the way he's doing it. He's actually just reacted to what, uh, with what he feels. And Nancy's who's a good friend of mine, is letting it work. He's, he's riding them the way Summerall ran, uh, rode Madden. It's working. So uh, Romo's going to be really big in the business. He really is. And he, that's why, because he's different. And you know what? When you get your chance, Pat, that's what you do. Do what you really believe in, what you feel.
0: I can't thank you enough for that advice I can't give you any advice other than I can't wait to watch you review a pizza with Dave Portnoy <laughs> and uh, I, man I'm, I'm going to re list Portnoy
3: owes me for all the shirts I sold for <laughs> <laughs> that's it. so you know what he's buying the pizza but he, oh, he, man he's been, he's been hawking my shirts for a thousand years you know that you know so and, uh, but he's a smart guy he really is they've done a good job Boston see there's another one who carved out a niche they did a really smart thing they're smart guys that's what Got to do, you got to call that a niche. You've done the same thing, so congratulations to you. The other thing, though, is you know, lose a couple of the guys that I heard today. I, 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 I,
0: <laughs> you got it. We'll have a cutting process like <laughs> Facebook.
3: I, really, you know what? I'd get I, I'd cut it in half right now,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mike. I can't thank you enough. I'm gonna re listen back thank to thank all this you. advice, I'm gonna take notes. The, I got Slack, Goodbye. Zoom, the yeah. Chiefs. And the amount of life and career advice you've given me today is more than I could ever thank you for. It's and-
3: not a cartoon. It was a real stock. Zach is, you know, Slack and Zoom. It's not a, it's not a cartoon. It's a Slack and Zoom are real companies. You realize that? Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to go dump
0: my entire bank account in both of these for my yeah, kids. No,
3: 80, 80%. Keep 20 under the <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Fritz. See you, fat. Thanks.
0: Huge thanks to Mike Francesa for doing that. He told us it was only his second podcast uh, with Bill Simmons and then us, but everybody knows he did uh, the A-Rod Corp. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Everybody knows. But it's okay. He does so much talking he probably forgets. And for us, that was an incredible conversation.
6: Incredible. Living legend.
0: He really is a living legend. Yes. If you have a 30 for 30 about you or whatever it is, and you're a broadcaster... I mean, you've done it, I think. Yeah. I think that's something you did. Whenever we said trailblazing at the beginning of that thing, like the godfather of Sports Talk Radio, that's what he is. He literally is the first. Him and Mad Dog were the first two to kind of get in a, a booth together, a studio together, and just go to town. And now it's like the standard, but back then it was not.
6: I just love that he's him all the time. All the time. All the time. He's not, he's, he's not doing it for anyone else but himself. If
5: you have a 30 for 30 about you and you're not dead broke or in jail, you're crushing.
6: Yes. <laughs>
4: That's a great it's probably point. a good standard. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that is probably a good standard right there.
4: Good for him, man.
0: He buried a couple of people in there.
4: Awesome. Yeah. Not afraid. <laughs> Died, laughing. <laughs> Died
0: laughing. Died laughing. Big thanks to Mike Francesa. Uh, Mike's On is the app, I believe. Yep, it is. Mike's On. I... I enjoy. I, I was introduced to him through Ty. Mm-hmm. Then saw the thirty for thirty. Then watched uh, all the clips every day, and boy, I love him. I absolutely love everything he says. And the callers coming onto a stage oh, is a great metaphor for us going into live yes, radio. It really is because we would like to take callers. It's a big part of why we want to be live is to hear the people's voice. And his thought of. I'm in the middle of a stage. These people just walk out here and just put the brakes on. Like, <laughs> I, the crowd probably listening wants me to kick you off the stage too, I'd assume, which I never thought about that. I was always like, this is an audience. This is one of our listeners. I'm very thankful for them doing that. Right. Here we go. They co- Not a great call. Okay, no worries. Have a good one. But whenever you have the mindset of, hey, this is a fucking show now. You're not an audience. You're a performer trying to call in here. Let's put on a show, and then you watch the clips of the way he does handle it. It's like, oh yeah, that is exactly. <laughs> he kicks their asses off the stage quick yeah. too. He lets them know.
6: I it's, mean, because he makes ninety nine percent of your audience who doesn't call in, they don't want someone to call in and listen to, and listen to them be terrible.
0: Listen, this is not what we signed up for. No, we didn't sign sign up for old Craig and Maine. <laughs> <laughs> Telling a terrible thing. <laughs> we didn't sign up for this, Pat. to
6: yeah, keep that in mind too.
1: Yeah,
0: tone's phones. Yeah,
6: tone on the phone. <laughs> probably really fucking like that. quick. Well, it's not my call, but I was gonna say I'd have a quick hook if I if I had the ability.
0: Oh, you would have a quick
6: get off the stage. Yeah, yeah. <sharp inhale> See you later. Fucking trap door. Push the button. if They fall right down <laughs> then, into the gator pit. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: I'll have that button. I'll have the ability to put drop them into the
3: gator pit off the
6: stage. Oh yeah, nice. you got to be able to run people. You have to. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: like the Jim Kong button. Mm-hmm.
6: Oh yeah. yeah. You <laughs> are very nice though when you do it. I was. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. That like, really changed my entire I was, thought. I was gonna say I wouldn't hate it if you treated it a little bit more like Francesca did. Because
0: on serious, <laughs> on I let people do their thing. You know. Yeah. yeah,
5: towards the end there, you were you were leaning the other way. I though.
0: was getting fed up with it. it was rating calls.
5: It's
6: also point. three hours then. You got yeah, two
0: three hours. Three now. hours is two hours. Mm-hmm. He was doing five and a half hours. Insane. Zer- <laughs> I don't That's know incredible. how incredible. I mean, I I think I think you just have to be. I mean, you have to have the. ability... Five and a half hours straight of talking to one other human for twenty years—they were obviously going to get into a beef at some point. I'm happy I learned about this man now, but boy, I wish I had him growing up. I think he would (laughs) have shaped the way I am. Imagine (laughs) not talking to him for six months off mic
1: though—that's
2: that that wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. By the way, I
0: didn't—I've been around another radio show. That same thing basically mm-hmm. yeah. and they wouldn't even they used it as a positive not a negative it was a we got to the point where we couldn't hang out with each other anymore because we had to save all of our conversation for whenever we were on the air and it made sense whenever they were like that they're like yeah mm-hmm. during commercial we don't need to waste anything we've been around each other for 30 years right. at this point so whenever we get live we're live we all have different unique we have no idea what anybody else has done anything like that so the thought of just getting up and leaving because you don't want to talk to a person <laughs> it's also a business move too I'd assume mm-hmm. but yeah. at some point you're going to butt heads with somebody that you've talked to for five and a half hours, covering everything. Just the Thanksgiving dinner table conversation that you're not supposed to bring up, they did every day
1: (laughs) for five and a half
0: hours. And at some point, they butted heads. I mean, that's going to happen. But that was whenever, whenever I did the search for what people... Like, want to know about. Yeah. The split is a big part. People like, want to oh, know yeah. about the split. And if they hate each other, and it's like, I mean, if you just use common sense, it's like at some point, not hate, but you're going to get sick of talking to Correct. somebody if it's the same I, person every
4: time. I assume time. there were big, like, camps. There were mad dog camps. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. When yeah they probably sure. built it up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Going Which to I respect, by the way. That Francesca con uh, <laughs> is awesome. I mean, yeah. everything about it. That was an incredible conversation. Very thankful for him. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a brand new sponsor. That's right. We have a new company investing money into this operation. So I appreciate them greatly. Whenever they arrived in my email to say, Hey, Pat, these people would like to support the brand, I didn't fully comprehend what the hell it was. Then I started looking into it and I was like, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Have you ever heard of dealdash.com, Ty?
3: Mm-mm. Really? No, I haven't.
0: I thought you printed this piece of paper out. Well,
3: I did, <laughs> but you know, I, I really don't know what it's about.
0: You didn't get a chance to dive into deal
3: No, not yet.
0: Here's how it works. Yeah, Zito's been on dealdash.com. Oh, yeah. Zito is the purchaser, the mover, the shaker, the man with never-ending supplies. We don't know where it comes from, but the guy never lies, obviously. Never. And he just buys and buys and buys until we get the final prize that arrives in front of our eyes.
2: Cool. The reason I have so many because all the deals.
5: That's pretty good. Yeah, well said.
0: Oh, yeah. You really... You really put the cherry on top of that incredible rhyme scheme I just put together.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was like an acapella.
6: Kind of went the opposite direction. Yep. Just, just like an acapella. Is that like Al Capone? <laughs>
5: so somebody's Al uncle? Capone
0: <laughs> Anyways, deal <D-O-Dash.com laughs> is a place where you can win things that you could never expect to win. Ah. It's like an auction, but it only goes up by one cent at a time. Yep. Are you kidding what? me? What? The auction clock restarts from 10 seconds every time someone bids. If no new bids are placed before the clock runs out, the last bidder wins. Huh. You can check out the tutorial video here at wwwdeal forward slash help forward slash how dash it dash works. Go start bidding. You need some bids on your account to get into the action. You obtain bids by purchasing bid packs. Get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get it? Mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Because this is going to be something that you're going to love. Mm-hmm. Bid packs come in various sizes, such as 200 bids. Bids are on sale this week between $0.12 to $0.15 per bid. Oh, Oh. damn. Mm. Each time you place a bid, one bid is removed from your bid balance, obviously. Makes sense. When you run out of bids, you can either buy more bids or use the buy it now option to purchase the item at the buy it now price and get all your bids back from said auction.
5: Oh. Right. Give me them bids.
0: Deal-product selections include a variety of different categories, including electronics, kitchen and home appliances, fashion and beauty products, home decor, and even cars. Oh, yeah. wow. Sam and I have been using this because we're up- we're upgrading the kitchen.
6: Mm. Hey. There's a lot of good stuff. They sent here. us those beautiful knives. Oh. oh my god,
0: they did! Not only was it uh, the knives, it was also the um, gloves. The gloves mm-hmm. in in the case that it came in was absolutely incredible. Tools. And if you bid with a bid pack, you could potentially get that for way under market value. <laughs> way under. Way under. You can also expect to find some promo- special promotions around any major holiday with surprise items and twists. You can. Often find daily promotions that offer free bids or other benefits. Right now, you use promo code America. Pick up some bids after you make an order of some bids. Oh. The bids are the big deal over there in DealDash. Got any bids, bro? Oh, yeah. Need your bids. Need bids. Going to need your bids if you're going to get in DealDash.com because DealDash.com has got going on. Mm-hmm. You got any bids, bro? Get them nah, bids. Get your bids. Get a bid pack and go get something awesome. Promo code America. Get you some more bids on top of the bids that you already purchased. It's all about the bids. Bids ain't shit. <laughs> no bids, bids are.
5: Bids are the shit. Back bids to the show. Are the shit. Get some bad biddies.
0: Hey. Oh, these biddies no. <laughs> Back to the show. Get a bid, bro. Go get some bids. Get a bid. get a bid. You could you win doing? something you never thought you could really win. Because the bid, only twelve cents, fifteen cents, mm-hmm. only goes up a penny. Ten seconds of dry time, bang, that's
5: yours. Do you even bid, bro?
0: Hey, do you even bid, bro?
5: <laughs> I bid, bro.
0: Yeah, you do. deal Promo code America. Get all the biddies. I wish I had two more hands <laughs> so I can give them biddies four thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> <What a quote.
1: laughs>
0: Also, very thankful for our neighbors to the north. Bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Foxy and I went and did Toronto this weekend, and it's the first time I've ever been there. Same. First, first time I've ever walked around Toronto. I had a preseason game up there against the Buffalo Bills in the Rogers Center, which is where Foxy and I watched the Blue Jays play the Yankees. Mm-hmm. We were on the field, by the
6: way.
4: Great seats, <laughs> Nice.
0: Very hot, though. If we were 15 rows back, we're in the shade. Since we're on the field, very sunny. Oh, yeah, I saw it was
6: and, open. I don't know if they open it very often, do they? Uh, it was a beautiful
0: day. It hey. was so nice out. But they have half the thing open and half the thing closed, mm-hmm. so there's zero movement in there. There is no wind moving at all. We, we were basically in the dugout. like we It were, was literally right to our left. Old Thornton, pitcher for the Blue Jays, was taking on Tanaka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he was a vocal guy, yeah, and he was not happy. I thought he was going to have a full moment. I thought he was going to have a bat, break something, walk it off, throw something on there. He gave up one run, just one run. And I've, I've never seen somebody more angry. I loved it. I was like, look at that little passion out of this guy. Gives up one run. We told him to take it easy, though. He gave the water cooler a little Bam, jab. A couple punches. Yep, nice. That was it. But we were in the thing. I, I, I Literally, while we walked
2: off, I said, hey, no big deal, bub. We'll get him next inning. Very quiet, though, in Toronto. Did, did you have any good exchanges with, like, the ump? Well, no,
0: terrible.
6: nothing. Mm-mm. Nothing. I didn't talk to anybody. They're terrible. I assume that's why it's well,
0: quiet. Well, there's not a lot of people Yeah, they are bad. The guy yeah. next to us had the season tickets in those seats that we were in, which <laughs> yeah. is, by the way, that guy did something special. Because those tickets were expensive. Yes. Yeah. Shout out Seat Geek. <laughs> a could Mack <laughs> Those tickets were very expensive, though. And this guy had season tickets there. And he was talking. I was like, So, how are we? You know, I was trying to get to know the team before we got started. We showed up about middle of the second inning. Yep. I go in. We go in. I go, So, how are we this year? And, and the guy just does big, like, giffable thumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, All right, all right. But we're playing the Yankees. How are the Yankees this year? And Foxy was like, I think the Yankees are really good this year. And I assume that's just strictly from sitting near Ty. Yes, sir. That is 100% the only thing we knew going
2: in. They're the best team in the American
0: League. Yep. And I saw saw the Tanaka guy was Mm -hmm. throwing... He was throwing some shit down. (laughs) (laughs) As a former professional baseball player... You would know. I was basically standing in the batter's box. Mm -hmm. The on-deck circle was two feet in front of us. Okay, And in the on-deck circle, you can see the pitches, right? That's what you're actually doing in there as a professional Mm -hmm. baseball player. That's what I was doing in there. It felt like I... I would not have made contact with any of the pitches. <laughs> <laughs> that's a knockout. No. And that Hamilton dude was throwing heat. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we look up there. It was only like 91 miles an hour. I was like, wait a minute. I think that's only like a 92 mile an hour fastball. I'm contact. I think I can hit this guy. And then you watch it whew, hum by. And it's like, I don't know how I stood in there. <laughs> hey, it's an incredible sport. And we started talking about how the gambling on every pitch thing, mm-hmm. how it would work. Foxy and I got lifted in Toronto numerous times because oh, yeah. it's very legal there. Yeah. We got our spirits, our souls, and our bodies lifted thanks to back home smoking lethal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> as all Drake would
0: say. We had a good time there. But if you're very uh, cloud 90 at the middle of a baseball game, and nobody is talking, nobody in the are- so stadium quiet. is talking. The entire city, by the way, Nobody's really loud. It's a quiet city. Mm-hmm. Nobody jaywalks. Nobody litters. There's not what? a lot of trash cans, too, by the way. Had to put a lot of trash in my pocket till I found a trash can to throw it away because it's like monkey see, monkey do. All right? We see these people just like only waiting for the white uh, light-up little human at the crosswalk. Literally, no jaywalking. Mm-hmm. If wow. you see somebody jaywalking, it's like, oh, there's an American right there. <laughs> there's an American right there. There was no litter anywhere. People were very quiet. If a honk of the horn happened, it was something drastic. (laughs) It was like very clean It was just like It was honestly walking around Like you're in a movie It made no sense You're in a city It's a city There's a shit ton of people And it's just like very quiet, very under control, very clean. It's like, yo, I didn't know these cities existed anymore. Weird, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was very weird, because you think about New York City. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, uh, there's a dead guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a guy beating his dick in a fucking phone booth. Why is nobody shitting in the street? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? I slept in zero human feces. <laughs> was there homeless people? Uh, So that was something that I brought up. I was like, you know what you don't see? You don't see a lot of homeless people here. Mm -hmm. I don't know where they all go. Probably LA or something. If if (laughs) you get out of the cold up Mm -hmm. there, they are the north. Mm -hmm. But there was little to no homeless people. The people that were um, busking or whatever on the streets, they didn't look homeless. No. They looked like pretty clean and proper. By the way, most humans there looks pretty fucking clean and proper. A lot of fitness. Very in shape. Very. There was a lot of running, a lot of bicycling. Mm-hmm. Everybody seemed to be in good shape. It was like, it, it was a whole different world. It was fucking incredible. It was very nice. One of my favorite cities I've ever been to. It was, it was probably my favorite city.
5: Wow. 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 Strong, Strong state.: wow, It was that is.
0: nice. Seriously. Mostly because we went to the honeypot first night. I spent hundreds of dollars.
4: <laughs> <laughs> there was a
0: chance. <laughs> Only going to be there for four nights. It was a cannabis store. Wow. And it was such a cool thing. It was like an Apple store. We walk in. You kind of like check in. And then you have a guy with an iPad that oh, kind of nice. follows around. And then you you make a purchase. And then he sends you to the desk. Mm-hmm. And then you get your shit. Then you get out. It's like club entrance, wow. Apple store. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Mm. It was. I've never been a part of anything like that. Oh, you want a Sativa? You want to Indica? You want a hybrid? You want to sleep? You want to laugh? You want to feel good? Yeah, I would. All of that.
1: <laughs> and
0: then they offered up these capsules that we could buy uh, that were Indica, Sativa capsules. They don't have edibles, but they had these capsules you could take. Uh, we bought all of them. Was I there was, a
2: limit, though? Like you couldn't go past a certain amount?
0: I'm not certain. I, I, think, so. I think I probably would have been to Matt. <laughs> 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 man, there's only two of us, and I'm literally just like <laughs> scooping up bags out of the thing. One thing was called green crack. I was like, <laughs> Whoa, well, we're going to take that. The little Apple nerd guy that was with us uh, holding the iPad, the... Uh, your bud, bud. Kind
2: of. Oh, sort of. oh mm. bud, bud.
0: I don't know if they call him that, but. Oh, I should. I should. They should. Your bud, bud. Trademark. Patent. You. <laughs> Your bud, bud, though. He, like, basically gave you the rundown. Of what everything that's available, so you can go look at it or whatever. In the pre-roll ones is what we wanted. We didn't yeah. spend time rolling anything. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what about what pre-roll ones do you have that make me like happy? You know, have a good time. That's what I like to do I Like to go eat a lot too, because I'm celebrating a lot of good shit that's happening in my life. <laughs> and the guy's like, whoa, take it easy. Tell me too much. I'm like, hey, you need to tell me more though. Okay, get into your fucking iPad. So then he pulls out the sativa pre-roll one, and he's like, oh, I got 37 of these uh, left, and I was like, what are they? He's like, uh, green crack. Ooh. And I was like. I think we'll do green. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take 10 of those. Sir, how many days are you here? Uh, leaving Monday. Probably should drop that down about five. So. You got it. Is this strong? Oh, yeah. Very strong. You got it. So then we put it out there. We start doing it. And I start getting bombarded with messages from people that are like, that green crack is no fucking joke, Pat. <laughs> it wasn't. And it was not. No. Foxy and I, immediately after leaving the honeypot cannibal cult, cannabis, oh, not cannibal, cannabis <laughs> culture place. We were lifted. We were just floating around the city. And you can smoke right on the streets, which is wild. Right on the streets. We had to ask our bud-bud what the rules were, and it was very weird. I mean, just sitting on the corner, smoking, little kid comes by, just cup it, they say. Just cup it. Don't be obnoxious. (laughs) You wouldn't put cigarettes in a kid's face, right? I was like, no. They're like, that's exactly how you you treat how people would with cigarettes. I'm like, you got it. Kids because it's windy out there and then we just hang it was it was insanity it was absolute insanity but everybody was just so quiet and nice and hospitable and I didn't even want to go out because we were so high I just went to bed yeah planted <laughs> we walked around the city we got to see the city like oh this is really nice this is awesome and then people were like oh you want to come meet us and blah 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 and we're like yeah 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 we'll meet you over there go up to the room
5: dead <laughs>
0: <laughs> if that was everywhere in the world i'd be pumped yeah hey, it was it was the best it'd make life a lot easier oh, oh my god we woke up the next morning just like fucking chipper ready, ready to go yep let me dump some of these capsules down my mouth <laughs> <laughs> we're just back in the game but everybody was so quiet everybody was so nice we met king timmy horton over there mm. oh but oh, we met me? the marketing guy oh, oh and i got a card for free shit forever oh no what no, I think it might be one time. <laughs> it's either forever or one time. The guy, when he handed it to me, I was so excited. I was like, oh, my man, while he was telling me what it was. So, in my head, he did it on camera during a watch along. I think it's probably a bigger one, but if it's one time, I mean, I don't know.
5: I mean, just go big once.
2: Yeah. yeah I
0: mean, but he, he did it like a hero.
5: You know I know see what you're mean? saying though. Yeah. Be a in.
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. He came in with a big.
5: He made it a big deal.
0: Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, thanks, man." And while I was talking, he was explaining to me what it was, which kind of happens to be a lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just go ahead. It, it, the excitement gets the best of me, and it's just I don't hear all the details, but I know this, a little bit of them are good. And How many did he hand out in the room? Everyone. Well, me and Sonia Deville are the only two that have oh, them. And oh, wow. and yeah, they're for yeah. Yeah, but she definitely said, mine's a lifetime one, and I didn't know that. I was like, oh, I have a lifetime and one? You <laughs> and I showed it to her, and she was like, oh, so everybody has one? And I was like, I don't even know if I have one, lady, to be honest. I, I didn't hear what he said, but I think I have a lifetime, Timmy. Well, holy shit.
6: That's yeah. a big
0: deal. It uh, might be one time, too. <laughs> Not that big of a deal. <laughs>
6: That's a great excuse to go back to Canada. Yeah,
0: I love King Timmy, and I would like to go back to Canada because it's just it's, a, it's, a, it's an old school. It just seems like everything is just together. But at that baseball game. Nobody was talking. It's like the entire city carried over into the baseball game. There's one guy who was a heckler, season ticket holder, right behind home plate, second level a little bit like front row of the second level behind our on the field things and he was heckling a little bit he was getting the ump a little bit but you could hear his voice echo th- like off the fucking out- <laughs> outfield <laughs> wall and back <laughs> a couple times he was like thought that was gone ump
1: <laughs> and there'd be
0: like a couple chuckles and everybody else would just go back to being very quiet so i was like oh the betting thing this is how i want baseball to be better is you bet on everything so we're sitting there and i'm like strike for sure and it was fucking ball, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so maybe uh, this one's gonna be a foul tip, and the guy foul tips it. I'm like, all right, I feel like I'm up a little bit right now. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, uh, ball, fucking strikeout, strike out, strike out. I'm wrong for like five, six straight pitches. And the kid next to me goes, you're not doing great over there. He's <laughs> <laughs> like a 15-year-old kid or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I, I want to explain to you how, like, I think this is how games should be enjoyed is like gambling, but you're too much of a kid. I can't fucking tell a 12-year-old.
1: Right?
0: <laughs> hey, fuck you, kid. I'm running right <laughs> a, <little, I'm> right <laughs> a little research right now. I do think it would make the game awesome. If yeah. we had a little touch screen pad in front of us, yeah, and every time Tanaka or Thornton got into their set, we had to have a bet in for what was going to happen: single, double, triple, balk, strikeout thing, every single thing like that. I mean people would lose a lot of money.
2: So much. Yeah. But it would be
0: a lot of fun. It would make the game a lot of fun. Would you
2: open it up to the whole entire stadium or just a section?
0: Oh, uh, I think the whole stadium. The
2: whole stadium. Oh jeez. Yeah, I think the whole a stadium. A lot of money. <clears throat>
0: yeah, you would have to uh, I you would have to get ID. But the amount of money they're going to make. Exactly. Casinos yeah. are a lot of money too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get yeah. the build casino is a lot of money. I think you would have to figure out how to get somebody to make sure they're 18 or whatever so they can mm-hmm. gamble. Mm-hmm. But boy, the ability just to sit there. Maybe it's an app on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's an app on your phone, but I don't know how it would be quick enough to do the live. I was having a great time because when I got it right, I felt like a genius. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when I was wrong, which was regular, it was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's all right. I'll get the next one right. <laughs> I'll get the next one right. Those I'll, people want to make so much money.
2: How much money or how much time do you have during all those like picks? So it's pretty quick. That's why I'm right. not sure how it would all work out. Probably like 14 seconds.
6: Yeah, and you'd have I mean, to, you'd bit, have to but... reset the line every single time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah one person would have said, that's why I think if it was in a stadium, you could have yeah. one person controlling mm-hmm. it like the Buffalo Wild Wings question.
1: You know oh, yeah, where they yeah, have, yeah, like, yeah, the points, yeah, yeah. like, the
0: points? Like, the points are going down. You mm-hmm. make a selection, and now it's 1,000, 450, 250, and they're mm-hmm. giving you tips. I think that same type of thing would have to go uh-huh. in, but the time sure. would have to go quickly. You know what yeah. I mean? So you would be able to answer. It would
6: definitely it. be awesome. It would but have to be an
0: MTO thing, made to order, because yep. <laughs> the bets have to change every yeah, single yeah, time. Right. Yeah, but it would be incredible. Incredible. By the way, we weren't even really doing it, and it made two innings very enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've talked about this before, and I just didn't realize it until the game how much money you really would lose. You would lose... All your money. It's so hard not to be like, oh, we're going to get a double here. A double does not happen
6: no. like, yeah. often at all. Especially, Especially in that game. Yeah, you guys went yeah. to a 1-0 ball game Yeah.
0: And we're not even baseball guys, so we'd be hammering yeah, doubles. Hammering. Single, like, here we go. We got a couple free hot dogs. All right, that's at least, what, 10 bucks? Let me put that on a fucking yeah. single here.
5: <laughs> well, do you, here's the thing. Do you make the minimum... Bet low enough that everyone can join. Yeah, like, like do you have buck. like? Uh, do you even go lower than that? Do you go like the like nickel slots or penny slots? Do you go all the way down low?
0: Oh, like 50 cents. Yeah. Like 25 cents. Yeah. And then you can stack two on if you want.
5: Sure, like sure you can bet five bucks, but you got to at least bet a quarter a pitch.
0: I think it'd be a good idea. And I, I yeah. think they would literally be just like a ding, ding. ding. I think it would yeah. just make yeah. so much money. I think that would be brilliant. It's like, can they make it happen? I guess they can't because sports gambling is not legal. Mm-hmm in a lot of places, Mm -hmm. it's becoming rapidly legal in a lot of places, including states that are known for being very slow with things. (laughs) Hello, Indianapolis. Could have cold beer on Sunday, but we are about to have gambling very quickly, which, by the way, thank you, Indiana, for doing that. We love that. We can't wait to do it Mm -hmm. and win all the money, obviously. It's going to be so awesome. Not going to lose. So awesome. No, no, no. No, we're going to win. Unlike that baseball game. I didn't know the pitchers.
6: (laughs) So happy I won't get a check from Kazakhstan anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think it's a good move though i think yeah. baseball could become a fucking an awesome thing And i guess mm-hmm. football you could do the same thing yeah every
2: sport really they
0: have that your call football already happening where people are picking plays or whatever so mm-hmm. there has to be a way you can make it happen that'd be incredible i like, guess it's a runner or a pass and that's like red or black
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then you get mm-hmm. deeper on it okay is it a touchdown is it gonna be a first down interception turnover fumble every single play Then you're in the game. Now you're really working. You're working almost as hard as the players. You're definitely working harder than the kickers and punters, but you can bet bet on them. You can bet on them during the thing. I think it'd be a lot of fun.
4: If there was just a ball strike game, so when you signed up for it, you're in no matter what. So you have a minimum bet, right? Every time the default would be a quarter per pitch and automatically set to strike unless you change the bet amount. And change it from strike to ball. You know what I mean? So then you're in no matter what. So if
0: it's a hit, it's just, a, it counts as dirty dice. The dice just, yeah. it doesn't yeah. count. Right. A
4: hit doesn't that, cause count. Because that could be a separate, separate game, just ball strikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Balls and that'd be strikes. easy to set yeah. up. Uh-huh.
0: And I think people would be able to mm-hmm. make If you wanted to go
4: big, you're like, oh, I'll go $5 on this pitch, but you got to change it. There's a default. Would be that's how you start. It. That's yeah. how you roll it out mm-hmm. is
0: first ball strike and right. also bet on the umpire throwing the ball in the dirt or not. in <laughs> Of course. <laughs> that has to be there. I mean, what are we doing if that's not there? Anyways, I love Toronto. (laughs) Beautiful NXT TakeOver was insane. Always is. Mm -hmm. For those that don't watch uh, wrestling, sports entertainment, NXT is this brand of sports entertainment, wrestling that is just fucking out of control. It is absolutely out of control. It's Cirque du Soleil meets this comedy drama thing just mixed into one thing that I... It is entertaining, I think, to every human. I think every human can find something entertaining in there. Even if it's the crowd, there's a guy that looked like Jesus sitting in front row. (laughs) Me and Mark Henry were talking about him for a good five to ten minutes of the show. Like, is Jesus going to be impressed? Not yet. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the NXT TakeOver, then SummerSlam got to do the watch along. Uh, Adam Cole joined me in there for a little bit. He's the NXT champion. He went through hell on Saturday night, could barely walk, and he was in a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> it's in a bad mood, talked a lot of shit to me, got Jethro, got a little ice cream in there, Matt Hardy was in there, had the entire Sportsnet cast of Aftermath in there for yeah, about two hours. Asa! Otis. Otis was in there. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was a good time, we Did ain't. the worm, the caterpillar. Caterpillar, Jesus. I, I said it. Hey, I have not done the caterpillar, worm. Since like seventh or eighth grade. Used to do it though. You know, back whenever it was the thing. Right. I mean, you're not gonna, if you consider yourself a pretty good dancing person, you're not gonna n- not have a good worm. If that's what people are doing, you gotta be able to do it. I used to have a good worm. That was like 14, sure. 15 years ago. I used to have a pretty good one. So whenever I saw it happen and I knew what was going to happen, it was immediately I knew there was one coming. I had to empty the pockets, had a lot of things in my <laughs> pockets, by the way. A lot of stuff in my pockets. I had to get rid of those. because uh, you can walk around with everything everywhere mm-hmm. in Canada. You can walk around with everything everywhere. So I had to make sure that I was hidden behind a book that said there's no such <laughs> thing. So I go down there, and as I'm getting set up to do the worm/slash caterpillar, I literally think to myself, like, you haven't done this <laughs> for a long fucking time. You tried to kick a ball three weeks ago, your knee fucking blew out. Like, what do you think you're doing right now? Came right back to me like riding a bike. Came back to me like it was riding a bike. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate that. As I was doing it, I knew the most impressive part was how you get up from yes. that. Mm-hmm. That is the part, even back in the day, could you get up from your worm? People used to do it backwards. It's a simple thing. The forward one is a little bit more athletic. And then the pop-up to the feet was really where I thought I was going to blow a hammy. Turns out,
6: made a play. (laughs) Made a play. Got a bruised knee, though. When the lights go on. Lights go on.
0: I mean, Otis is a fucking big dude. Massive. He is a round individual. Bolding ball. He was sitting there with his arms over his head, and he literally looked like a a complete circle. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's such a beefy guy. Everybody at the WWE, we don't get to go much. We just kind of get dropped in like Mm -hmm. once a month. So there's so many things that happen for them every month. Rumors, stories, this happens, this happens, this person gets this, this person does this. I got demoted on the watcher line.
2: <laughs>
0: so we just get to drop in there, bebop around. Hey, how's everybody doing? Oh, you guys been on the road for 45 straight days? Ah, oh, Me and Foxy slept at home last night. Are <laughs> oh, you guys going to be over at the arena what time? Noon. Oh, me and Foxy are to go the, uh, the Yankees-Jays game. <laughs> we're going to do this. They have to hate us, but it's nice. I think we're a nice little... We're like uh, we're a pick change me of up. pace. Yeah, yeah, we just come in. I think we're a pick-me-up. A yeah. lot of people come and talk to us just like, I think, looking for an exit, mm-hmm. just like a little mental vacation, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Like, how have you been? What you do? You announced a what? That's insane. Good for you. Have you heard about blah, blah, blah? Oh, <laughs> that's how it feels like we just get dropped into a high school, and then we get to leave the high school, and then we go back. I like everybody over there. It's a perfect situation for us. Everybody's so nice to us. Got a chance to talk to Mr. H. Oh, oh yeah. how'd go? Oh, yeah. yeah. You talk about trips? Yeah. yeah. It's
1: time to play the game.
5: <laughs> Nailed it.
0: Talking about Paul. Uh, Mr. Helmsley. Oh,
2: awesome. yeah.
0: Terrorizing.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: That was
2: his first name. <laughs>
0: the Cerebral Assassin.
5: Really? Hunter.
0: Mr. Levesque. What? Hunter. That guy. Great conversation. <laughs> Good conversation with him. He's such a smart dude. You Like, people forget that this man who used to tell people to suck it and made, like, tens of millions of dollars, probably maybe hundreds of millions of dollars selling merch and wrestling around the world, doing all these things, is now an elite businessman, like an elite, we're talking suit, very nice suits. Great suits. Great suits. We're talking great shoes. A man who's had to follow Vince McMahon around and do business. The ability to build something from zero to what it is now, which is what he did with NXT. It's interesting when you talk to him because you're just learning so much. Every word's coming to his mouth. I'm just trying to, like, learn from what he's saying. Oh, yeah. Wait, let's go back. You said <laughs> there's a lot of that. He's a good guy, man. Everybody's so nice to us. It's out of control. It was so funny, too. So, Pat's rehearsals for his show... <laughs> He's wearing a black button up, <laughs> normal clothing, right? And so no one's thinking anything. Well, the actual show comes out what, what three minutes before three he minutes goes backstage, <laughs> changes into the Canadian tuxedo that uh, you guys all saw. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to get kicked off the show. And if I did, <laughs> what I learned from WrestleMania is it all happened so quickly, they had to make a decision very quickly. They couldn't kick me off the show. So I'd learned a little bit from right. that situation. I'm going to go ahead and put this Canadian tuxedo on very last minute, <laughs> very last minute. And boy, Go ahead. And then Pat crushes the show, right? But right after is when Mr. Triple H walked up to you. And I'm says, like, Can I talk to you for a minute? And I was like, like oh, fuck. No. <laughs> I legit was like, oh, no. Because no. like, he literally walks, like there's like a group of us talking and he would just like poke his head in or whatever. he will be like, hey, you got a couple minutes? Yeah. And I'm like, I am still wearing this entire Canadian tuxedo. I literally just got off the air. <laughs> Yeah, man. Let's do it. <laughs> and I just thought that fucking hell was coming down on me. like the, my, You didn't listen when Michael Cole told you not to wear shorts. And we put you on the air. We thought we extended. I thought this whole thing was coming. So I was already ready to be on the defensive. <laughs> I was already ready. I walked into it ready to go to war with the cerebral assassin, you know, to defend my choice. Complete opposite. He mm-hmm. was like- Oh, Canadian Tuxedo, I like it.
1: <laughs> no <laughs> no pedigree? like, thanks, man. No pedigree, though. <laughs> <no.
0: laughs> and then like a full grit, like an incredibly intelligent conversation happened there. I learned so much so quickly. And it was just, it was a really cool thing. As soon as I get out of the TV locker room, though, I run back to the TV locker There's locker room's all over the place, right? You got male talent, you got female talent, you got trainers here, you got catering here, you got maestro's haircuts here, you got this here, you got Vince's office here, Brock Lesnar's office here, Goldberg's office is here. Like everything just kind of, Everybody has their own thing. And then TV locker rooms like kind of back in the corner there. So I had to, and it was all very tight in the back. So from TV locker room to the set, which was probably like a four or five minute walk, I was walking down single lane hallways, basically. And everybody that I encountered during that walk was just looking at me like, are you fucking, <laughs> literally everybody was like, are you are you kidding me right now I was like, looks pretty good huh and they're like yeah it looks something and then one guy goes he goes the gut sack on you bro. it never stops that's what the guy said to me i was like it can't also i'm almost late so i gotta go and i just walked right to the set sat down and i put my little ear things in the lights aren't on yet because people are filling into the arena and i hear uh I hear Sam Roberts go, oh my God. And then the people that are in the truck are like, what? What, Sam? And Sam's like, well, you can't see him because the lights aren't on. But Pat looks fucking ridiculous. <laughs> so as soon as that happens, you hear them in the truck like, turn on the lights, turn on the lights. And as soon as the lights come on, I'm just sitting there at the desk, right? It was completely pitch black. So not only is everybody in the arena seeing me, also everybody in the truck or has access to the camera seeing me for the first time, you hear dying laughter in the earpiece and then you hear the crowd go, "Nice denim!" I was like, "All right, I'm in a good spot here. I'm in a good spot here. It was awesome." And Pat hadn't even tried on this outfit until right before the show. Yeah, I didn't know idea what it was going to look well, like. Well, yeah, obviously. And Sam Roberts was like, "Well, what if they didn't let you wear that? What did, did you have a backup?"
1: Uh, no, no. <laughs>
5: Honestly, I didn't, so. that's why you're you, Sam. Yep, yeah. and I'm me. Yeah.
0: And I'll tell you what, I put it on. There wasn't a mirror in the room when I put it on. Only Foxy got to see it. Yeah. So then I go, I go into the bathroom. First time look I, like I was like kind of scared to turn the corner and see myself. And I looked at it, I was like, Huh, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> Gotta put a tie on though to class this up just a little bit. But I'll have Sam Roberts do that out on set. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that was a good time, man. I
0: fucking love those weekends. I have a blast doing them. It was awesome. I absolutely loved it. I it
4: loved looked fun. like a good time.
0: I did. We interrupt this conversation for a reading by Zito. Thank you, Pat. Before you get started, I think the last show was the closest you were to yeah. successfully reading something from beginning to end. Thank you. Well, I think it was more like a little bit of pressure. A lot but, of pressure. No, there's no such thing as pressure if you know what you're doing.
2: Under pressure.
0: Ours goes ding, 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 da ling ding. That <laughs> goes... Ding, 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 ding,
2: ding. Oh, the Vince uh, Ice Ice Baby.
5: Vince?
0: What's your real name? Rob Van Winkle. Why'd you change your name? Nothing rhymes with Winkle. Dance.
2: (laughs) Sure, DNA testing can (laughs) tell you.
0: (laughs) What's that, Jim Carrey? Mm Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey doing a vanilla ice Mm -hmm. thing?
3: Yeah, in living color.
0: Bro, there's one where he's a yoga teacher or something, and he leads it off with Let's start with a stretch. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And he smacks his back off the ground.
4: Yeah. Oh. Poof. He plays that uh, very manly looking Russian lady. Yeah. What's, what's that in your pocket? Is that your chewing tobacco? i <laughs> <laughs> just happy to be in my class. He's a Canadian. By the way, Jim Carrey, shout out to Canadians. Did you mm-hmm. see
2: him down there?
0: Nope. Didn't see Justin Bieber, Celine Dion. Did see Edging Christian, though. Really? Yeah.
2: No Justin Bieber or Drake spotting. Ryan Reynolds?
0: No, no vanity. Hmm.
2: Sure, DNA testing could tell you about where your ancestors are from. Like Jim Carrey's. Yeah. Canada. From Canada. Yeah. But did you know it could also give you a lot of genetic information about your health and traits? Really? Traits. I forgot to do a question... What's a question mark. It just sounded like it was an echo. <laughs> sounded like you put a reverb on. <laughs> <laughs> Understand more about yourself today. Inform how you live your life going forward. 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 Happy birthday, Jay. With 23andMe, Health <laughs> Ancestry Service, you can learn how your genes can affect your health. It's a lot to take in, but once you know More. More. You can take actions now to stay healthy.
5: Happy birthday, Jay, man. Happy birthday,
0: Jay. <laughs> Jason McAfee's birthday yesterday.
5: It's
1: <laughs> a big day. Happy birthday, Jay. Happy birthday, Jay. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Jay. Happy
5: birthday, Jay. PJ, happy birthday,
2: man. Hey we- Jay, guess what I got you as a birthday gift? What was it? Oh. <laughs> what do you love about twenty three and me? <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
0: you're uh, you're not supposed to read that. I got Jay a twenty three and make it. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Oh. I'd like to learn a little bit about us, what makes us tick. I already did mine. I'm pointing at percent Italian. Mm-hmm. What if Jay got none of the Italian? Oh, sense. you
2: stole the Italian from him. That's what I'm saying. It's a small amount. Are you curious about how your genes may play a role in your health? Yeah. I'm going to motivate you guys. Please do. <laughs> it helps you discover health. There's a whole world of genes just waiting to meet you in 125 plus personalized genetic reports on your health traits and more. Wow, that was a there was a comma, huh? Yeah, yeah. it was a big one. Yeah, comma okay. is
0: your Achilles heel. It is. You're gonna get through it though.
2: I know how Brad Pitt feels. The right personal health plan starts with the right data. Your health reports can give you insights about your DNA, so you can build a health plan that is that you, that is unique to you.
0: Brad Pitt was Achilles. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: boy. He went for it on that one. <laughs> <laughs> that last sentence was very Brad Pitt like there. I
2: love the comma behind. I thought I could skip it. it no comma. It makes left no sense behind, no. now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no commas left behind.
2: Understand your genetic. Ooh.
0: Big word coming.
2: Predespotition.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: that- close. Oh I got, I got no, it. Don't, don't tell them. me, don't tell me. Don't tell them.
2: Predesposition.
0: Closer. Closer. I mean, it sure sounds like it could possibly be close to the word you're supposed to say.
2: <laughs> Pre
5: <laughs> well not wrong way.
2: pre uh, position. Is
4: it this position?
5: Yeah. yeah. Pre disposition.
4: position?
2: oh there is a dis in there. Is there an I there? Or there, a is e? a de- there is there's an I. So pre-disposition. Now we're mm. talking. Hey, sounded out. Yeah. Hey, hey. Thank you guys. Nick? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Type 2 diabetes. <laughs> one in three adults in the United States has pre-diabetes, but 90% of those with pre-diabetes don't know they have it. I think they do. <laughs> <laughs> type 2 diabetes can be impact, impacted by 100 genes other than – oh, shit, I forgot, period. Hey.
0: <clears throat> by the way, we're talking about type 2 diabetes, not type 1. Yeah. Type 1 diabetes You're is very serious. It. Yes.
4: Yeah. Type 2 diabetes you earn, right? Correct. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't yeah. know the medicine that well. You
4: worked hard for those. But you
0: could also potentially be a genetic thing, too. You don't mm-hmm. even know.
2: Yeah. The type 2 diabetes report was made possible by 2.5 million 23 and me customers who consented to participate in research. Not bad there. Thank you.
0: I, I can tell you're really happy with yourself with that one. Was there
5: an exclamation point after oh, there's a Oh, there's
2: a phonetic word up here coming up. Phonetically spelled out. Oh, is that a tease? Yeah. <laughs> Harmful blood clots... Heredity thrombophilia reports. <laughs> <laughs> I said it,
1: was
4: hereditary. It, you mean hereditary, yeah. Hereditary. What that did I one? say? Heredity. That <laughs> can't I said hereditary. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The, the, you were so worried about. You, you Please were, so, it back. You were so worried about Let's the fucking phonetic spelling of throm.
6: I don't even know what the fuck you said. <laughs> uh, it's
2: like the Billy Madison. I will say I did not say hereditary, and I apologize. What about that other word? Oh, that's the hard one. Thrombophilia. <laughs> the F two F five gene. Hep, you stop. Oh, help you stop <laughs> bleeding. <laughs> In my defense, it says H E P. It does. It does. Uh, Helps you stop bleeding if you get hurt. Certain version of the F2FP gene can also increase the risk for harmful blood clots. Oh, (laughs) it's coming back. Inherited high cholesterol. (laughs) (laughs) This kid graduated from college. What was that first? word? There's there's a big word coming.
6: Graduated from college. Yeah, what was that first word to start the sentence?
2: Inherited high cholesterol. Familia. Hypercholesterolemia. (laughs) Report. <laughs> They're throwing all the hard ones in here. <laughs> this thing's loaded. Oh God! The LDLR gene helps transport bad cholesterol out of your bloodstream. People can have a version of the gene that can lead to a very high level of cholesterol, which can increase the risk for early heart disease. Oh,
0: yeah, it's not good. Early heart disease no, is not good. good. Yeah, it's bad. Twenty-three, may will help you know if that's yeah. gonna happen.
2: Yeah, hereditary her- breast. B- breast, whoa, buddy, whoa! <laughs> it is breast. It is breast. Hereditary <laughs> breast and ovarian cancer, BRCA1, BRCA2 selective variants reports the BRCA gene repair damaged DNA that could otherwise lead to cancer. I don't know what all that meant. I don't think we did either. I don't think we did either. Yeah.
0: But it sounds like it's a very important mm-hmm. thing yeah, that to potentially yeah. predict. Uh, breast cancer.
2: I'm going to skip the last one. I'm just going <laughs> to call to some action here. Smart. <laughs> Smart. I think you've done enough damage. <laughs> <laughs> 23andMe reports, do not diagnose disease or describe overall likelihood of developing any disease. 23andMe tests selected genetic variants only. Visit 23andMe.com slash Pat for important test information. That's 23andMe.com slash Pat. That's... Twenty three and me. The numbers
0: two three. <laughs> Is it does it say that? Is no, it, it doesn't say in there. It's it the just num- ended after
2: information. Oh, really? So but that- I will. I will go two three. The word and. The word me. The dot. The com. The slash. The pat.
0: I can't believe they didn't put in there that once again that's the numbers two three a yeah. n d m e dot com forward slash p a t. And that's
2: twenty three and slash pat.
0: Really good job. <laughs> uh, you know, I think the thing with you is just a consistency thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Last week, you had a good run at it. Mm-hmm. This time, kind of got the best of you.
2: I will say, when they start throwing, like, diseases at me, I don't that know. That was like a
5: medical <laughs> journal for you, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: This was like
6: a sixth grade level. Last week was more like a third grade level. You what was that was supposed to mean? Sixth me? grade. Oh, you're
0: talking about the reading itself.
6: Mm-hmm. The. Oh, you're raking.
0: The, yes. the difficulty. Oh, mm-hmm.
6: yeah. like, yeah, I yeah, did yeah. six. Not that he was at 6th no, 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 grade. No, 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 no. No, certainly not. The opposite. Correct. The reading was a 6th grade level reading. Zito's, it was like he's a, just not there yet.
2: Well, I'll take that, actually. I'm smarter than a 5th grader.
0: No, no, no it no, beat no. you. <clears throat> it what? beat you pretty bad.
6: i saying
2: last week you did well with a 3rd grade reading.
0: This week's was a little bit more difficult. It was yeah. like a hard, this was like an all-pro. Like a 6th grader.
2: When are La- we going to get the all Madden? Well, I, I think we're going to have to get, there. that's the wedding.
0: That's what we're really pulling yeah. for. Oh. Can't and wait. by the way, it might be in your genetics. That's something that... 20- <laughs> <laughs> what do
4: they do, 125-plus tests? Yeah, it might be right in there. Big, sounds
0: right. Big thanks to the numbers 2, 3, A, and me. Dot com slash P-A-T. They help me learn so much about myself. I'm in the Italian club now. I had to go around do a lot of apologies. I learned a lot about my body composition, which is an incredible tool to have going forward to be a little bit of a healthier life, hopefully live longer. Take care of your family. It's a good surprise to show up in your email to know exactly where you come from and what you do. 23andme.com forward slash P-A-T. Zito, we got to get better.
2: Yeah, 23andme.com slash yeah
0: Yeah, but aside from that... Oh. The reading today It's tough
2: I feel like I did good But the big words stopped me It well, was like a blitz package
4: Yeah Yeah The big words like Hereditary Yeah Well and yeah so
2: I was trying to See the blitz But I <laughs> Yeah you're doing too
0: much You just gotta mm. do You just gotta do
2: your job I gotta slow down
0: well, yeah, the four downs of golf really changed your game.
5: You were much better when you were slower and methodical.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, last week you were much slower and methodical. This week you're slower and methodical still, but your brain is ahead. So you just need to, like in a golf swing, you need to time your hips, your hands, and your body. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just need your brain, your mouth, and your eyes all to just kind of come
5: together. Page. Good tempo. Yeah.
2: Well, another thing, too, I feel like I should do is uh, the old-fashioned just flush. Forget what I just read. Oh, like it's the new short play. memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's not, it's not what mm-hmm. happened before. It's about what's happening right now. Exactly. I was told by somebody that... Um, Mr. Mr. Raleigh? No, it was Willie McGinnis. Nope, Nigel McGinnis. Oh,
2: that's what you call him. The
0: British guy uh, who runs NXT. He was a legend over in Europe as a professional wrestler. Now he does commentating. He, I said, how are you doing, man? How's life? He said, I'm trying not to be worried about my yesterdays, not anxious about the future, just enjoying the moment. And I was like, holy wow. shit. Wow. I was like, you're 100% right. That's what you need to do when you read. Thank you. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I kind of did the flushing method already. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah about but all it, this. let's get the toilet out and let's just think about enjoying the, the word that we're currently on.
5: Okay. See, I think you flush too much because you certainly can't remember how to say certain words that you've definitely learned before in your life.
2: No, well, we don't know if that's true. I will say, I say true my words, I, I don't go outside the old lines. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you're, you're like a,
0: you're a professional coloring book. Yeah. You just stay within your lines.
2: Exactly. a boy.
0: <laughs> and back to the show. <laughs> How was your weekend? You went to Cleveland, came back with no eye.
2: Yeah, it's a shithole.
0: Ever since you changed your name to 10 Diggs, things have been going down.
2: Yeah, you got pink eye.
6: That's not true. It's not even close to pink eye.
0: It's a blood vessel that's popped in his eyeball. Something is, yeah.
6: something is bleeding into my eye. Prefer- hopefully my brain, but...
4: <laughs> it's just oozing.
6: No, Cleveland, Cleveland's a bad this Went there for, got a brain bleed. Went there for a nice Dago wedding.
0: Yeah, i seen a lot of pictures of the Italians
6: out there. they got there. a little place that's like 4th Street or something like that. Nice little row of bars. Oh, yeah, we had a good
0: time at 4th Street in mm-hmm. Cleveland. Like that place a lot. Did mm-hmm. you go to the casino?
6: No, 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 no. Uh, you know, it was, it was a lot of focus on family. Oh. You Italians. You felt, yeah, 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 yeah. If you, uh, you ignore family on an Italian wedding, you're not getting the- you're not getting in the book.
0: A lot of cheek grabbing, a lot of uh, cheek.
6: No, no, no. Oh, we're Italian. we're different style of Italians.
0: Frank Sinatra playing. I saw a coach in the front of a photo of a group photo.
6: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Power knee He took the knee to uh display, not put on display how short he is. Smart,
0: by the way. Uh, that's dude. what Zito does too. Mm, I know. Zito working on him angles. Oh yeah.
6: <laughs> Bend the arm. <laughs> Attaboy, Zito. Cleveland's nice though. When the when it's sunny and the lakes the lakes going on. Hey, I really like Cleveland. <laughs> nice sun off the lake.
0: I like Cleveland. Growing up where we grew up, you're taught that Cleveland is terrible. Mm-hmm. Everything about Cleveland is terrible. Mm-hmm. Then we went and played the Browns there, and we're driving around, and walking around. I was like, this city is awesome. Mm-hmm. The water, and then the wind was
6: terrible. The water did taste very weird. <laughs> From the lake? No, I didn't drink straight from the lake, <laughs> from the tap. That's you know, why your eye's bleeding right now. You know, like, <laughs> I was bleeding before I got there, Zia. Grow up. Um, Be a fucking adult. You man. know how sometimes, like, you wake up in the middle of the night, and then uh, there's yeah. there's the water on the nightstand, and mm-hmm. it's $8, and you're like, well, we will probably just go drink from the See, i the pl- sink.
0: 10 times out of 10. Cracking it. I'm blowing right through that bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Those hotel water all taste bad, though. Mm-hmm. I think, like, all hotel yeah, taste. Yeah, I think good. you're right. Because if you put ice in any water... From the hotel, even that dilutes the taste of anything. I think hotel water is a different animal. I think yeah. they all agree to the this. The ice
4: thing. never melts either. It's something weird. It is but fucking it weird. It just stays in there forever. <laughs> <laughs> I like, think yeah, I-, I think something's wrong with this water. <laughs> Chernobyl.
0: <laughs> How about that place is caving in, huh? What do you mean? Chernobyl thing's uh, caving in, I guess. Really? I think it's covering it, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, the that's not good. They put
6: up. Yeah,
2: I guess it's caving in. Biodome? That's not good. It is like a biodome. It's yeah. supposed
6: to last year, A lot longer than that. They put a lot of money into that. Is this
2: spoilers? I haven't seen it yet. Well, it's real well, life. It's true it's
6: not story of a movie.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind.
0: But I guess it would kind of spoil the future documentary if you already knew what happened.
2: Right. Thank mm-hmm. you.
0: Like the Epstein thing, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> what <Yes>. happened there? <laughs> House of Cards, bro. House of Cards. I forget who i I think we all agreed that guy wasn't going to make it to court, right? No,
6: right. not a chance. I think
0: no. every human in here was like, there's no way this guy makes it to Ever. court. Ever. Like, they, they literally came out and said there was a camera malfunction. <laughs> He's supposed to have a roommate. He didn't have a roommate. He's supposed to be watched every half hour. He hadn't been watched for hours. <laughs> it was just like everything's so suspicious, and then it will just disappear in about a week. Yeah. Nobody will talk about it. Yeah, yeah, no
4: one's going to care. No one's going to care. I mean, that's a legit hit. Everything, I mean, there's no explanation other than that. What do you think happened? Like a movie? Like people uh, just walk
0: into the... The prison, they go right to the warden. Like, you know, why we're here. Oh, yeah. Fucking shut down the basement, bro.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Some new guard walks in that nobody's ever seen before. He just gives one guard a nod. That guard walks away. Yeah, yeah. It's an undercover guard. It's a CIA
0: guard. Yeah. And the warden tells the other guard, like, hey, we're bringing in a new guy. He's a specialist. He's going to come in, blah, blah, blah. Never gives his real name. Probably wearing one of those old man masks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Walks in there like fucking Tom Cruise. Walks right into that jail cell. Offers him uh, to kill himself. Mm-hmm. Hey, you can do this, or I can do this. <laughs> if you do it, we need you to write something. If I do it, we need you to write something. <laughs> 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 exactly what happened. Everybody's calling it. A, there's a lot of people spinning that. Like, oh, don't listen to the conspiracy. Theory. It's yeah,
4: like, Oh yeah, come yeah. yeah. I mean, dude. Sure.
0: Everybody on earth knew it was going to happen. Everybody
6: on earth knew it was going to happen. I like when that happens.
0: What's that? When things start piecing together?
6: No, just like this type of like this type of thing that happens in real life. It makes movies more realistic.
0: Well, yeah, but that what. Going back to Zito's point, like, spoiler, when we watch that documentary later, like, we know what happens. Oh, yeah. Uh, Guard put on a fake mask.
1: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Movie comes out in two
0: years. I already know the ending. (laughs) We know. (laughs) Uh, uh, I told you guys to try to watch that Avengers Endgame. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know how you guys did it. Biggest movie of all time.
5: Yeah, a lot of people watched it.
0: I should ask. should ask Francesca if he watched it, how he feels about it. There's no uh, way. I don't- Zito, Zito backed out, by the way. Mm-hmm. There's an incredible clip on the internet of Francesca being told by a caller that Stan Lee dies. Francesca has no clue who Stan Lee is. No clue. Do we have the clip? Eddie
3: in Hoboken. What's up, Eddie? Hey, what's up, Mike? What's up? Hey, happen? Mike, Stan Lee died today. Did you ever meet the guy? What do you think of him? Stan Lee? <laughs> yeah, Stan Lee. I know Stan Lee? don't know who he is. I don't know who he is though. Jesus. <laughs> who, is who is he? Who is Stan Lee? He was one of the creators of Marvel Comics. Oh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> guys. Is that who he is, Stan Lee? The guy created Spider-Man. Oh, he created Spider-Man? Sorry. I never was a comic book reader as a kid. I apologize. Never.
1: <laughs>
0: Zito was going to ask about that because Zito is a diehard Stan yeah, Lee fan. Yeah. Well, and then when push came to shove, Zito got out of the trenches and dumped it down
2: through a little bubble screen. Well, in my, uh, I don't so do he was just going like, to come back with a yes or no. Like, no,
5: oh. you don't know that. You don't know that? It's not a yes or that no. That man, you think that man who talked five and a half hours <laughs> yeah, a day for 30 plus years about. was only going <laughs> to give a one word answer? Yeah.
0: I loved him saying how he hated that one guy, Al Jackson, because he never let him speak. Because yep.
5: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> there was a time where he was rolling today. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know when to bop in here. <laughs> but everything he's saying is good. Just, hey, fuck it. <laughs> let him ride, bub. He's a legend, man. A legend. But you did back off of that. Yeah. You literally were talking it up all out there. I want to let everybody know that Heel Z, Twitch Z, Twitch is over, by the way.
2: Yeah, basically heard right, Twitch is over. Uh-oh.
0: Fox, did you hear about this while we were in Canada? Twitch is done. It's
2: dead. Dead? Yeah. He died. They're they're fucking over uh, Ninja really bad. They were putting porn on his page oh, essentially, boy. and all his fans are basically under 14 years old. Oh.
4: So, so they
0: tried to burn it down with uh, Ninja.
2: Yeah, so basically what they were doing was they were they were putting other people's streams on his channel. 14 million subscribers. And Pretty good. Yeah, and then they literally were just someone someone's account had porn on it and they were pushing it. And now Ninja's suing him, I think. And they're going to take a lot of money from Twitch. So it's
0: about to be Ninja. Yeah. You're, about, you're about to play video games on Ninja.
2: Most
4: likely, yeah. <laughs> you streaming on Ninja, bro?
0: You streaming on yeah. Ninja, bro? <laughs> do you Ninja,
2: bro? What are you going <laughs> to hey, do? That's
0: not a bad name for uh, it. That's no. not at all. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'll probably join Baron Corbin over there on Mixer. Oh, is that a little plug for Baron Corbin? <laughs> 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 he didn't stop
0: by the watch along. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know
2: what would happen if he stopped by.
0: No, no, no. He was, he was all suited and booted. We saw him backstage. I asked him if he was going to stop by. He said, I'll see if I got time. <laughs> Guess he didn't have time.
2: <laughs> he was probably fine, like a chair or something. He looked good. Yeah, he did. He's he's all tailored up right now. Well dressed. He's,
0: he's he's all tailored up. He's got a Rolex on. He's got a couple of chains nice. on. Classic. Hey, he's doing it.
2: I saw his Instagram showing off his Porsche. Had that's what I'm legs. saying. He's starting to flex. off.
0: He works his fucking dick off. They put out a <laughs> list of like the number of nights that somebody's worked in a year. He was at the top of it. He, like, oh, really? He like worked 94 of like maybe hundred nights. <laughs>
2: wow. Yeah,
0: he was the number one guy. Baron Corbin was the number Jesus. one guy with Seth Rollins. Him and Seth Rollins right at the top. And Baron just gets his ass kicked every night because everybody hates him. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Those
0: guys are awesome. So are you the listen to this. Uh, we're, we're about to get our studio completely flipped and dipped. Mm-hmm. We're actually doing Thursday's podcast from Colts Training Camp. Big thanks to them for basically opening the doors and giving us the keys to the whole operation. If you're watching on YouTube, the ceiling is already being taken out. September 9th, we're launching a live radio show out of here with Zone and Westwood One. And we might have to take a week or two off because there might be some sledgehammers, jackhammers, things of that sort. Mm. But whenever we come back... It'd be a nice little facelift on this look good you, in you get these people by the way, you get these people from uh, these very professional organizations come in here and they check out what we got
1: going on. And then they're like,
0: uh, yeah, you guys are really uh, cute what you guys got going on. there? Almost 40 to 50 wires on the ground. Nobody knows where any of them go. I go, oh, this, is a, this is Zito zero How's this camera go? Oh, it doesn't work all the time. Somebody blew out the HDMI thing or whatever. Like, oh, did you fix it? Nah,
5: nah uh, he's got we we'll go to Corley. Yeah, yeah. We'll
1: check
0: it out. <laughs> <laughs> we are redoing everything. It's a cool time. This fall is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. In the vlog, by the way, that we're piecing together oh, for this upcoming fall is going to be beautiful. Incredible. It's going to be beautiful.
4: Yeah. People are going to love it. I think so. Groundbreaking.
0: And the, the box truck studio.
5: Oh, oh, good starting to look great. That's going to blow your mind.
0: It is. I don't know how anybody else. Has, why hasn't everybody done this?
5: Wheels are in motion. Literally.
0: Mm-hmm. Get Define. it? Because it was a truck. Mm-hmm. Box truck.
5: With wheels.
0: What? A truck. What? It moves. What?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Actually perplexed.
0: (laughs) All right, that's the show. At Todd McComas, at Tone Digs with Z. Did you see Bone Diggs? Somebody started.
2: Hate it. I
6: love that move. Hate it. I reported it.
0: I never knocked on nobody. I'll fucking knock
6: on everybody. (laughs) At
0: Nick Morodo, at Viva Lazito, at Evan Foxy, at Ty Schmidt. Uh, at Pat McAfee on DAZN will be the show's page uh, that is being handled by DAZN so those are the words of the DAZN people (laughs) I just want to make sure that's known like they're tweeting great things they're Instagramming great things they're doing very well but I don't want anybody to think that those wise words are coming from anybody in here we do not deserve the credit it's (laughs) DAZN running that that's where we'll be putting up a lot of clips from the show and keeping things moving we can't wait for this fall so so thankful for you Ty Schmidt hit the music
1: my life be like yeah me like me yeah.
5: And all the things I try my hand at Search for the equation To persuasions I'm used to finding comfort in the zones Of classic bones I get lose to A is fontaine spinning that monsoon And grinning this high octane Displosive how I came Rolling down the hills Cause life's a hassle Encircled by my folly Like a moat surround a castle Stay afloat Catch a second wind Thin is the air I breathe Teary-eyed, nose-running Wipe the snout on my sleeve I'm calling on the savior To be all that I need Please forgive me My behavior have me lost In life's fear What you thought love was, like the dirt still up under the rug, my life be like bad characteristics coming in Christ's blood, the joy of new birth and the pain of growing up, the bliss between giving my all and giving up, the highs and lows, paths and roads I chose in the cold I froze, trying to ease my woes in this world of sin, clothes too thin to fit, so the God I send, words of help to win, and grumbling so deep letters can never express, so the sounds of